AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And so they come through the hood with the I'm rich game. Because that lends them power amongst the pole. In the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. So if I can come to where they pole and appear rich, they going to give me power because I look like opportunity. So the rapper come through with that not knowing if you ain't really from the hood, you don't know how to move this shit around and make it what can eat out for you so you just showing up basically stunting on niggas. it's your normal life but feel like you stunting so it breeds envy a lot of times the rapper is in a position where he don't even know how to hustle the people that he worked for just paying him they didn't they ain't even taught him how to hustle yet and that's what i try to be to my friends in this business please teach me how to hustle in this business don't just let them cut me checks Nah, that ain't enough because if they decide they can cut my water off, teach me how to hustle in this business, right? Teach me how to hustle in the hood so come through. If you ain't a boss, you don't know how to teach You ain't knowing how to create no revenue for them So you give them money. And you ain't as rich as they think, so you can't give them as much as they want. As much as they think you should give them. So what happens is you bag yourself in a corner not even knowing. So you bag yourself in a corner because they think you should give them 20 when you're giving them five. They think you should give them 20 because you got those three chains in that Bentley and you be talking like this and you had a half a million on the gram four or five times. So they think you way richer than you really are. So now you give them five and they mind they saying, man, this slick plan. Now they come back. Need five more. They keep trying to hit you for the five. You can't really afford to keep giving seven five grand every time you show up. So now you might either stay away longer or you start showing up and not giving them the money. Now you don't give them the money, then what? They get upset. Now that creates an environment that they unhappy with your presence. Culture. They say there is a show burst every minute. But very few can carry the torch for this generation. We have never witnessed someone who can speak to the people and for the people. The conversation you're about to hear is of the highest level of game. 
Any inability to connect to the frequency speaks to the whereabouts of your understanding. To approach the game in this way is to dive in deep water. And we know good swimmers do drown. But this is for the motivator. No cosine needed. Dealing with information. I'm Morgan. Your host is Big Loom. And this is It's Up There Podcast. Yo, 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 welcome to It's Up There Podcast. I am your active and attractive host, Big Loom. It's Up There Podcast, fastest growing part in the world. Best podcast in the game, information and entertainment. We sit at that intersection and provide the game luxury. Luxury audio experience is nothing like it. I want to say welcome. Thank you for being here, man. It's important that I say that because in this game, you can be anywhere in the world. You guys spend hours of your days with me. And as I look at my numbers and my analytics, I say, yo, people are really spending time going back. And these are two and three hour episodes and they're enjoying it and they're they're learning from it. You know, people are taking what I do serious and I can appreciate that. So I want to say round of applause for my motherfucking supporters. Without y'all, I wouldn't be. Um. Very eventful week, man. I've been doing a little bit of everything. My birthday is Monday, man. And. I've been doing a little bit of everything, just trying to give for these last close this year off real strong, you know, in business and with the podcast and try to put my best foot forward to give us a real opportunity at being one of the leading voices in, uh, coming in 2023. Um, and that's that's what we focus. We're already in 2023. All hustlers are already in 2023 at this point. Um, and so as I've been sitting around watching and just looking and I pull inspiration from people and um. I've been taking a look at Nipsey, right? And Nipsey taught me something. Nipsey taught me that this industry is almost like high school. It's almost like even when you go and get a job in a corporate spot or in a warehouse or something, there's always cliques inside of the corporation. There's always subsections of the category. There's always, you know, Boxes inside boxes, right? It's a weird thing. But in this industry, when Nipsey had this thing going on, like proud to pay. See, because a lot of people, they listen to the game and they cherry picking. And they say a lot about you. You know, you come and steal the game and you don't want to pay or help or support the person. like. And that's why it's fucked up that Nipsey has to transition for his people to, to bear the fruits of that label. Because it's like, yo, I'm kicking high-level game the whole time, but they try to find a way not to support it. Go around and listen to it over here for free. Don't, like, what what are y'all doing? That's just a black thing, bro. That's literally just a black thing. I'm watching the whole game. These white people, they don't mind, man. They go support them folks, man. They go support them folks, man. And it ain't like that people ain't providing value. Like, I get hundreds of thousands of people telling me every day, bro, man, you providing value in the game. Thank you for what you're doing. And I'm like, you know, I appreciate that, but I'm having trouble understanding why my expectations and their behavior don't never, don't seem to never align. 
I'm always expecting for if you telling me I'm offering you that and giving you that level of entertainment mixed with information and you can't support that. Damn, am I am I targeting the wrong people? Because I got enough sense and, and I know how to do this good enough where I can go over there with a white set and talk about the shit they talk about. I don't even got to spend time on this shit. I'm dealing with that kind of game, home. So I can go operate in the comic world and, and sit over there and talk about that shit with them all goddamn day. I don't got to be breaking down lyrics and why they fucking with us about our subdivision and this is our motherfucking category of shit. They keep trying to indict us and I don't got to be talking about that shit. I do that because I think my people need that. I'm dealing with enough information, man. I can sit around and talk about conspiracies all day. I know enough about them. I can sit around and talk about UFOs all day, medicine all day. I don't have to talk about this shit. You understand? And so it, it becomes, for me, it becomes rough on, on my ability to understand. And nobody provides me any understanding on why our culture and those Two things don't never live in the same place. But watching Nipsey, it did let me know that hold on though, long. The game respect game respect game. Right? So Nipsey way on the West Coast moving a certain way, got an album out for a hundred dollars. Hove hit up and buy a thousand of them. That's hustler, respect hustler. And then I, I actually grabbed something from that. Like, I right, know. So that means the game, dude, just keep putting the game down. It's just a matter of time. And we'll get into the part in a minute, but I want to give a little game out. When you're up and coming, you need help on how, on structuring this, right? That's why I have to depend on the people that I know and I, I respect in this game to when they have opportunities to call me. You know, not every opportunity, but if there's a slot where you can get him on stage, he never done a festival. Let's slide him in over there. Like, because you're not going to know how to get into these things. It's going to be like a it's foggy. Right. You got your notoriety. You got your audience. You got certain things, but there's certain things that had to happen for you to be viewed in the market like those other guys. So that's where you have to need help from people. And, and in this industry, there can be a lot of people that's not necessarily trying to help you get to that space. Me, though, I'm asking my friends. I'm loud about, yo, I need help. I need help when it comes to structuring this. Like, I know I'm in the dough, but I know this ain't where it stops. I ain't dumb. I need help. I need to be on stage. I need to show them. Because, yo, bro, my next move is going on stage. And I'm telling you, I'm killing it. If you come and see me, if I'm somewhere, and, and what's going, what I'm looking forward to is doing these stages, right? In this very discovery mode that I'm in. Right, where, where everybody don't know me, but just a few, you know, just the right amount of motherfuckers know who I am, and I pop out on stage. They don't know what's coming, and I'm putting major game down, fucking over them, just boom, 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 and I want to feel the crowd. I want to feel them paying attention like that on that game. He up there putting that game down, boy. He got he killing them. I want, I want that. I want that almost like a, you know, I want that. I want that. And and I think I, I don't think it'll be hard for me to do, you know, um, because in the street, as you, you know, for me, I was successful enough in the street to 
sustain a certain kind of lifestyle, you know. So when you're successful as a street guy, you're a street guy that just ain't back and forth in the prison and just making those kind of decisions. You will develop a specific set of skills, very specific set of skills that many people don't have. And it, it lends you the ability to run circles around these well-to-do guys. You know, and when you and when you enter the industry, I tell you something weird happens because me, I'm equipped with information. I'm not interested in anyone's coattail. You know, I don't want to grab a coattail. I want my friends to really want to see me in a better position and help me do so as we all scream black excellence. But it starts to come off, like I said last week, that they confuse a short man for a boy. They make a grave mistake when they don't pay attention to the ability and they just look at the statue. You have to understand that everyone had to crawl before they walk. I started in a position where you should already not better eyed. You should understand my starting position says something about my understanding. When you ignore that, then it lets me know that you're doing so out of one or two reasons. We'll leave those off the table because I don't want to assume anything that I haven't confirmed. I like to deal with information, although I'm emotionally attached to the way I'm being treated. I think they've confused a short man for a boy. It's a mistake. I'm a hustler. I look at this game that I'm in. I see all the money. I know how to get the money. I need help with understanding how to get in those positions to get the money. But if nobody helps, we'll 10x the price and we won't never be upset. Just 10x the price. There's nothing to be upset about. I understand you think I don't know how to swim, but you don't understand. I come from the street. I develop a specific set of skills. Don't let that confuse you. The environment is more important than the people that have the children. You know that. Jeff Bezos' father was a circus clown. Go look it up. Jeff Bezos' father was a circus clown. He's now a billion dollar guy. One of the richest men in the world. It doesn't speak to his parents. It speaks to his ability to navigate through this world. And I'm telling you, you're dealing with a guy that know how to navigate. I come up where everybody was. I'm comfortable with competition. I thrived in a place where everybody sold the same thing and most likely went through the same people. Dudes in the street, nine times out of ten, when I was coming up before me, they was afraid to travel. The ones that travel to make the real paper, it's a lot of risk involved, but these dudes afraid to travel. So nine times out of ten, they was all getting it through the same people. We all sold the same thing. So competition means nothing to me. I'm comfortable with that. I know how to operate in it. I keep telling them when you come from the streets, you develop a specific set of skills. And so in this game, bro, they, I don't know if they think I don't understand what I provide, but I do. Right? They don't know what they're doing is outdated. They don't know their whole approach is outdated, right? The game, the industry, just how it's happening, it's, it's an outdated approach. What I'm doing will birth more creators to do it in a different way. Not that it's the right way. It's just adding to the algorithm. That's all I'm trying to do. I know to listen, I'm fixing a problem. I'm opening up a whole nother algorithm of this kind of part. And I'm operating at the intersection between information and entertainment. I'm dancing well right there. Right. So I take I take some of these things that happen to us and I understand that I how we grow up, where we come from, the lifestyle, the streets. It's almost like when you own a bridge, 
right? You don't know a bridge need to be fixed or repaired until someone falls in the water, right? And so now whoever the person was that falls in the water, he he falls victim. The people that's on their way to that bridge need to bear witness. My job is to bear witness, let the people know what we're looking at, do with that what you may. And that's all I'm trying to do. Last week I also was talking about like how dudes are, you put expectations on some of these guys who you think love you, right? These streets, man, they it's a dog place, bro. It gets slippery. You get to think it's right when it's wrong. You know what I'm saying? You think these dudes are right when they going to have an excuse, man. They going to start kicking it with the ops, man. When a couple years go by, they start getting a few dollars, get a little older. If you didn't make it to that age, boy, you're going to be disappointed from heaven looking down on these kicking it with your ops, man. You're going to be saying, Bro, I died with that shit. These forgave everybody. And I think forgiveness is a beautiful thing. I think you shouldn't indulge in such behavior, but I'm just laying out examples of what's happening. Right? And I can't be naive to the results of things. Then you asking me to be stupid. I have a problem with being stupid. I have a problem with being unaware of what's happening. That ain't my vibration. I ain't fing with that. My thing is to know what's happening. That's me. That's how I'm living. I was also trying to explain, like, like there's a difference between your enemies and your haters, right? Your enemies can appear as friends, but your haters got better costumes than both of them. Your haters got the kind of costume that they get close enough to really know it's real. Man, that really spent 200K on that watch. I would tell you understand? They really, the hate, the haters get close. The enemies just someone, they like you for circumstantial type shit. Them hating, them niggas hate on you. They got hate for you. Them the most dangerous ones and they costume is better. Them niggas know how to blend in. They know how to make it seem like it's all good. You got to be smart enough to know. See, because when everybody, I, I know one thing, man, I done made it this far by paying close attention. It's a rough life. I don't get to relax. The more people you invite over, the more paranoid I am. It's just like that. I'm going to have to be rich for 15 years before that go away. It's just, it feels funny somebody coming over my house. I don't want to hire nobody to clean the pool or nothing. Shit, right? I'm just, I'm, I'm in that vibe. I'm on some other shit. I just ain't feeling right about nothing. I come from a place where these things mean more than what you could expect. These little mistakes where you you wrote your you wrote your address down when you applied for the credit card at Best Buy. You got the lights in your name. These little mistakes like that have cost guys I know their life, and has helped us get information on guys like. So it's 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 a it's a weary game that's being played. So I know they coming with the trickery. Yeah, they not coming letting you know they hate us. They costume on. But you got to remember, you don't call a dog to you with a whip in your hand. You hide the whip from the dog behind your back. Come on over here, you know. You know, because you done, you done shit it on my couch. You know what I'm saying? Or you trying to get him over and put him in the cage. You don't let him see the cage. You know, you, you, you know what I'm saying? Come in. Yeah, like you're giving him something. Come here. Come on over here. Get... That's how they doing us out there. But let's get into the show. Let's talk about the verses. For those of you unaware, verses just had a event about five hours long. It was too long for me that I couldn't 
Just sit there and watch it, but I did see a large majority of it, and we'll go through some highlights. So it was a Marion versus Mario, and Ray J, Sammy, Bobby V, and Pleasure P. I'm going to be honest. <clears throat> Every time I watch Versus, man, I say, damn, they could have been Smack now. No, I made the point a long time ago that Smack might have dropped the ball. And then especially with Caffeine, with that budget, he probably got a little budget to make it like that happen. Like, Because really, Versus is just battle rap. And I think Smack was right there. I think Smack did the wrong thing because he was trying to bring rappers over there and make them convert and do battles. He should have just intertwined rappers in there doing a versus type thing with a battle and took that on the road as a festival or something. That would have been a hell of a thing. That to the side versus is is what it is. I respect it. I love it. Shout out Julia. Shout out everybody over there. Swiss, Tim, everybody. Versus, beautiful thing. Beautiful thing they got going on. Um, With R&B acts, though, if I, if I am saying it and being honest, it's starting to feel like that it hurts R&B acts more than it's helping. I mean, it might help in regards to algorithm, but I'm just saying in, in regards to longevity, these R&B guys are going up there and they looking like, man, them dudes, they look like they fresh off the street singing. We're going to look at a few highlights, man, and see exactly what I'm talking about, but I wish somebody would post up something like the stats, like with one of them singing and then with how many records they done sold. That shit would say, you'd be like, ain't no way. Like Omarion up there singing 20, 30 million records sold And this is what it sound like It's like now nah, something ain't right You know Let's look at a few highlights Ready? Hey. Show some love For Pleasure P And Sammy Sammy out here heavy He got the sheer on Out here and dude, D-Ray Davis, you know, I think he pretty cool. I, he didn't call, I didn't like him on here. I'm going to be honest. I got to start telling the truth. Shout out D-Ray Davis, but them jokes he was throwing and shit on there, and it may be me. I may be out of touch. But them jokes on there, I was like, yo, man, what Duval or somebody? Let's, you know, DC, one of them, like, man, let's let's get the culture really up. And then you got these little, bro, bro, I, you know, I fuck with D-Ray. Shout out D-Ray, but I'm, yo, bro. I know they put it, they gave him a hard time though. They were taking so long, so he had to improv up there like that. But me, I'm knee deep in comedy. So I'm when they saying I'm like, yo, this ain't hidden for me. At home, maybe it was hidden for y'all. Y'all let it know. Put it in the comments. You gotta pay attention what's happening. Again, for those of you listening, this is the beginning. We're just looking at a few highlights. I'm on you next. Come on, Sammy, have cut it mom, out. Have you ain't got but two phones. My bad, my bad. This is where I started. Let's at. go, Bobby. You started on kissing up through the phone. I started them right here, right here. Let's go. Yeah. I want to do a record that, that was Tupac's favorite song. This is some real R&B right here, all right? Sammy, take notes on some real R&B. Never. Listen. Hey, I'm Big Sam. Who keeps saying that little Sam? We wait, want all the smoke. We want all the smoke. The only people that know that song is people that live in Atlanta. Let me tell you about Bobby V. It's the reason why he went solo, because don't nobody know that song. Shout out to my sister Brandy, she in here too. What up, B? I see you. I see you. Hey, hey, you doing a lot of talking, play music. Let's go. Take it to my crib, make love on my piano. That boy that got a coat on and ain't got no business being sold. First I'll of all, I give Pretty Ricky one. Did you see that slow stroke? He say, ooh, 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 
Yeah, you gotta get spectacular to show him. You ain't stroking that. Right. So guess what? Where Brandy at? I heard Brandy in the room. I don't know who you dating or whatever, but if you are dating somebody, I want to sing this song to you. Ray J better bring out Performing one that wish, bull wish, one wish. I sound better than you and your Ooh, Lil Sammy. Yo, yo, yo. I'm really shocked. I'm impressed, dog. One wish, one wish, one. Hey, uh, no, what you mean? What you mean? already sang my song. You ain't that tall. Ray, that's he gotta do his own work today. Ray, I don't need no auto-tune. I, I swear to you, I don't have nothing bad to say. If the was off or whack, I would've dissed him. That's not the good as told us to show up to the battle, right? They ain't give us no information about the dancers and the band. Y'all didn't give us no sound check. Y'all don't even got a budget. But guess what? Who ain't got a budget? Right. Y'all, you called us. We didn't call you. But let me ask you this, though. We still showed up. We don't need all the extra We got hits. You can't dance out this how many of y'all been since day one, 1999? Hold up, hold on, hold on. Let's pay attention. I want people to be fully aware that that was a very important moment in the battle. Now, first of all, everybody on this uh, card tonight vocally came up missing. Yeah, they were not there. These dudes sound like they had no business singing, but they happen to be some of the greatest acts that we have to offer. So, Hey, man, a win is a win. The algorithm says it was a win for verses. I don't know what that does to people's legacy or careers. I still listen, but I want people to know that the light is shining bright on you when you're up there and you vocally come up missing. But I want to be clear in that moment that people who are just casual fans, casual casual listeners and, and onlookers may not understand that Ray J didn't say nothing wrong. Pleasure P was doing some consumer facing. He was trying to come out and say, yo, you got these dancers. Because now let me just put some context on it. Ray J would bring out dancers, switch things up. He had a dude over there with some bass and uh, Bobby V had a piano. over, So it was props or there was a show. But there's a budget involved in that. And so when Ray J said, yo, y'all don't even got no budget, bro. You dudes broke. I need people to understand that. The dancers ain't there free because they, they like Ray J. Not only are they paid to be there, there's rehearsal involved in whatever dance that is. Like there's choreography involved in that. So people are being paid to be in those positions. And if y'all are showing up to get whatever little check it is, y'all might not be trying to spend no money because y'all is the pre, pre-headliners or something like you dig what I'm saying? So they probably trying to hold out a little money, come on out there and try to do what it is they do. But I just think it was very important that people understand that there's a difference in the quality of the show when the artist is investing. I remember hearing about Lil Baby saying that, yo, I'm taking the money I'm making and putting it back in the show. Kanye West putting it back in the show. Travis Scott putting it back in the show. Drake putting it right. So people would come out and their shows would look totally different than like Rod Wave. Rod Wave is in a great position right now because he's making a hell of a lot of money and he don't even got to really do nothing to the stage. He just come out and they fucking with it. But sometimes when you really want to put a show on, dudes is bringing the flying cars out in the floating stage. Like that shit costs money. It takes from your money. So you have to be financially in a good place to even do something like that. A lot of people go on tour or do shows to bring the money in. When you start putting yourself in a position to spend money on tour, you're doing what's called brand building, in my opinion, a great thing. Because now you turn your show into an experience. And that's what it's up there. Podcast is the experience.
This ain't just no come there and hear some people talking. Come there, hear some folk talking, learn some, meet some people, get a few books, get some t-shirts, good food, drinks, vibes, strippers. Man, it might be a little of this and a little of that. You understand? But you gotta you gotta be aware of that. Let's look at it a little more. Be a superstar, wish to have a fancy car, wish to have a million bucks. Go. Well, I wish I know being in love. So feel me, pretty baby. Yeah, bro, they crazy right here. Come on, mission, bro. Can I talk to you for a I minute? Sound, I, sound, I sound better than you and your s***. Oh, Lil Sammy. <laughs> go ahead and pull it out. Lil Sammy. Go ahead and pull it out. I'm slow, yo, yo. I'm really shocked. I'm impressed, oh, one dog. One wish, one wish, one. She ain't trying to I really like that. Down. Now, let's say, hey, yo. Put on one wish, see if he can sing the whole song, though. All right, go ahead. You, you, wanna go? you want me to sing? Fellas, one wish, right. one wish, one. Damn. All through the promo, everything. Y'all can't get enough of one wish. Right. Let Ray J get his wish, song. Damn. Yeah, damn. Oh. All y'all niggas just mad because y'all don't own y'all hits. That's what I, I said. All my s Ray J, that's what I said. I so again, man, I, I, Ray J was out there doing his one too. He's a great business man, so he talking a little spicy to them niggas. A lot of them niggas. Made bad decision with their money, didn't get paid right, been in all kind of bullshit. Ray J solid up there, so he he tender, but he sound horrible. Everybody, I don't say everybody, cause um, Mario sounded good, Sammy sounded alright, but for the most part, a lot of people came up missing vocally that night, man, and it was embarrassing. I'm telling you, man, if they continue down that road, R&B acts will be afraid to get on that versus stage. It, it, it's counterintuitive. It's counterproductive to the brand. People are going to make fun of you. And it's cool algorithm-wise. Whoa, my Google searches went up this month. But legacy-wise, they're going to say, man, that was the worst moment of his career. Let's look at a little bit of the Omarion and Mario interactions. But I was a fan of the group, and I thought y'all was going to do a reunion tonight. You ain't invite them, so... I invited myself. Hey, yo, Biz, Fizz, Raz, Book, come out here. That's a vibe, right? Where your boys at? That's a they not here. Uh, they it's just you, oh. Yeah, it's just you me. You can't do that, man. You got to stop doing me. that, bro. After tonight, you got you can't do that no more. Man, it's you, a ain't, you ain't never been in the group, so right. I don't think you qualify. But look, so check it out. D-Ray, are you going to tell everybody? Y'all don't backstage on tour. Y'all don't know. Hey. Are y'all going to tell everybody? Y'all don't know the weird shit that be on. Mario. No, it's definitely not. Mario, I know, I know. He, he missed the second tour. 
I know you missed the second Millennium Tour too, so I was supposed to. Trust me, I didn't want to be on that raggedy shit. Uh -huh. Well, you wasn't invited. But listen, check it out. <laughs> you wasn't invited. Nigga, we know so. who killed the first one. Don't don't play. You was don't right. play. You was alright. You had B2K and you, you needed you. them oh, for your man. shit. You know that, and it's okay. But don't. I, I, nigga, you know what time I, I, it was. Nigga. I needed them. Need of course, okay. Y'all hilarious. That was half of your set. Be careful when you fucking with a nigga like me, baby. It's what they came for. It's what Cause they I'll came take for. you some places that you never, ever, ever see. You need to put that down, bro. You need to put that down. You and your bros, y'all need to put that down, man. Y'all need to drink some water. Y'all need to drink some water, bro. Okay. You trust me, we good over here. Yeah. Okay. We good over here. Okay. It's the mentions of this shit. Good over I can here. go either way, light or dark. What's up? Okay. It's over. You don't got no more songs. We done. We're done. Who said we're done? The verses. So who said who? What? I'm on stage right now. Okay, play a song, bro. I'm on stage right now, my play, play a song right now. Oh, I'm not hating. Stop it. I bro, only, you're not even a part of this conversation. I only play the hey, Janae dog, verse. I don't even think. Oh. Hey, bro, do you be having his version of the club? I only play the Janae verse. I'm not hating. Oh, I'm just keeping it real. Okay. Don't bring no more artists out here singing Stop off Stop it, shit, man. <laughs> Sounding crazy. Mario. Stop. Sounding crazy. Stop it. Mario, Mario, they going at it. We ain't done. Sound they going like at it. Go ahead, tell them. Both of y'all sound like... Cartoon the vocals are just as about as colored in as your Beijing and your hair. Oh, y'all niggas singing to each other too? Y'all gonna sing to each other? Go ahead, go ahead. I know that's what's coming. Go ahead. I wanna watch. I wanna watch. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was basic. Have a seat. Bring it down. Have a seat with your boy. You saw what he did? He respected that. No, have a seat, my nigga. What was that? He respected that. What was that? He respected that shit. Thank you, I love you, brother. Thank you. It could get ugly, but it's not my verses. I love y'all. So when we talking about Omarion catalog, we talking about a deep catalog. We talking about hidden gems. That's a little cat. Hidden? Nah, that ain't cat, bro. That's a little cat. Oh, you think so? You about Go to ahead. start struggling real soon. No, sir. You about, you about to start struggling real soon. Hey, matter listen. of fact, matter of fact, let me hey, do listen. something new. Let me do something new. Back, bring. Okay, go ahead. Do it. You gonna have to bring them out. You gonna have to bring the boys out. Nah, it's a vibe though, but nah. Don't do them like that, bro. Don't do them like that, bro. I said, baby. That boy, they're killing it now. Be careful when you fucking with a like me, baby. That boy it's killing it. Cause I'll take you some places that you never, ever, that ever boy killing it now. Marion, my boy, find somebody to play with. With you by my side, we can count. Ah, round of applause. That boy killing it. It's rough, it's rough life to deal with. I can take you to some octaves that he can't, baby. Trust me. Trust me. He promotes the frequency, but I am the frequency. There's a difference. Which he one? He's gonna be real bothered tonight by this.
wanted to. And then come out with their hair like that. Look at that. Look at that hairstyle right there. That's a nigga think they cute. See, ain't but a few. It's a certain kind of nigga think he cute when he put the hair like that. See that hairstyle? You know, I ain't never doing nothing like it. Respectfully to him. See, that's that R&B vibration. Sometimes when you do R&B, you got to have that vibration where you you want to be sexy and all that. That's why I really, I like Chris Brown them. Because they, they got that, they still got that cool factor with the R&B. Tank even, some of them guys. But these, this here kind of coming off a little, I don't know, it's, it's giving me, I don't know, man. Something is, man, this, man, listen, man, let's listen to a little more. When I say yo, you say yo, yo. 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 Yeah, plus I got another over there. She been wanting to be with me. Got her in the underwear. Gave her what she want that she need. Sound like he missing it. It's, I don't know. Something is up, but his voice ain't giving what it should be giving. Like, like, do the next record, man. Like, okay. Check this out. Check this out, right? Let me talk to my fans for real, man, because the day ones is really in the building. They really in the comments right now. Uh, I can't really, I can't really hear myself, but we doing our best. Hey, yo, oh, can you do me a favor? Yo, this, can, you, can you pass me my shades right there, bro? Can you pass me my Come on, bro. You can't pass me my shades, bro? Nah, nigga. He not as humble as he be acting, y'all. Be all cat. Told y'all that cat. He said unbothered. It's looking a little bothered right now. I know, go ahead, leave him alone, leave him alone, let him do things. Hey, man, you got two legs and you're a grown man. If your glass is over there, get him your damn self, okay? I ain't asked you about all that. Go ahead, do right. your song. Thank you. Couple wanna bands on the car. Billy and I'm at you. Uh, he ain't sounding like you. Hey! I'm yeah, too many burritos. <laughs> hey, so, before we get into this next vibe, right? I just want to say a few things about this song because my career has been about being in the right places with the right people, being aligned. So I want to shout out to 40 OVO because, wait a minute, y'all know my brother is here, Orion is here. Y'all give it up for my brother, Orion, Orion. Hey, so I think it's, I think it's important because we in the summer season for the ladies. Brother, bro, can you? Let me, let me show you what to do, Mario. This is how you practice, bro. Okay? I'm over here looking at my fans yeah. on, on, All right. on, on here. What, what the f*** is that? Going? Let's go. What? He got props. He can't be serious. So for those of you listening, Omarion has brought out watermelons. I'm coming back. Yes, I'll be thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I'll be there. About to wanna fly. Sit by my day. Hold up. I just wanna. I'm so far away. I'm so. All I wanna do is nah. give you all of me now. Are you ready? Yo, 
Hey man, hold up, man. I know he just didn't hand that girl half a watermelon. Do that man not know how fast watermelon go bad? You don't think she gonna take it home and say I got this from my like? Yo, bro, I'm telling you, these some of these R and B dudes, man, they mind, man. They be thinking that people really is like they might like they got the Michael Jackson effect. That nigga handed somebody a watermelon he bit off of, man. That nigga don't went. Look at that, man. I can't even believe that, man. So, yo, I, I, hey, yo, man. Wow. Wow, bro. He's showing his age. When you bring out a watermelon, you showing your age, man. Man, that got old, man. That ain't resonating to the new people, man. That don't work. Respectfully to your pimping. But, bro, eating a watermelon or doing some kind of, then why your brother have one? What was that thing about? Like, that was a, I don't know what that was. Vocally come up missing and then show up with a watermelon, ate half of it, and handed it to a woman. Boy, them be thinking they God's gift, man. Them is crazy, man. <laughs> hey, boy, man, make you want to think, man. I'm going to leave it alone, man. Some conspiracy theories I can get into, man, about some of these R&B cats, man. But golly. The, I, I don't even got the nuts to have somebody a watermelon out of the bit. I, like, I don't even think I'm that valuable. Damn. But I'm that valuable to where she want my head for bit watermelon. I got that much value on me. These love me. That's how I got to think, man. See, that's why I always tell people I don't never deal with what the results is. I be dealing with how I think they even do some of the shit they be doing. Like, for Hand you a watermelon He already done bit In his mind Yeah she a, This a mean something to her She that special girl I gave my watermelon to that night That ain't hidden home Man I'm telling you man You get caught in the echo chamber man See cause you You meet girls See this is what happened man That's why I try to tell y'all man Becoming famous is It ain't just what it seems This really is like a Really, it's like it makes you delusional because you've been able to do a trick, right? You've been able to trick the system the way you get more notoriety and more people know you than everybody else. And then sometimes you think you're a genius because of that. You could trick yourself into believing because I got more followers than that dude. I'm smarter than that person. I mean more than that person because I got more notoriety. Like, bro, you start to get weird. This famous get weird, man. You know what I'm saying? These dudes try to wear it well, man. But a lot of these people is weird, man. Even me. The idea that you want people to even know you is kind of weird. Like, you ain't supposed to have this much notoriety. So, I ain't even got to nowhere near the point where I'm going to bite a chip and give it to you. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to bite this chip and but take it on with you, bae. Yeah, yeah, that's loon chip. That's a, like, no, man, you tripping. But in closing, man, I think that at some point R&B acts may start to stay away from verses unless they get the live auto-tune, unless they get that right. Because a lot of them guys now, Mario sounded good. I fuck with him. But everybody else, for the most part, vocally came up missing. Yeah, yeah, it need to be an APB out on voices, man. 
Because what I hear on them records, boy, y'all need to really, that engineer need to own 90% of them songs, man. Whoever the engineer is, round of applause for the engineers back then. Because, boy, golly. Let's talk about rapper Lil TJ. For those of you unaware, rapper Lil TJ from New York was shot in New Jersey, I think, Edgewater area. Um, this area happens to be a luxury area up in the tri-state uh, area. Um, it, it happens to be somewhere where celebrities frequent. And um, he was evidently at a Chipotle. Someone tried to rob him, end up getting shot, and they shot him as well. Um, he's still now in stable condition, but they said he's unconscious and been unable uh, to move. Um, so he still has a long road ahead of him. Pray for TJ to try to make his situation better in regards to that. Let this be a cautionary tale, though. I always tell people rappers got it hard because they got to wear their wealth. You know, rappers got to look a certain way to resonate. You know what I'm saying? And it's fucked up because people in our culture only want to follow you a lot of times if they think you got more than them. Can't tell me you got more than me. You got to show me you got more than me. So a lot of times you I be wondering because some of these little rap dudes be 115 pounds. I'm a big old. Yeah, I'm old, big old. You're going to wrestle. We going to. You understand? I'm a big old. With a with a firearm, so now if you catch me somewhere without a firearm, I got a knife or something. I'm six one two something. It's some furniture moving got to happen. But a lot of these little dudes respectfully be like a hundred eight pounds, hundred twenty two pounds. Then they'll be by themselves with seventy k worth jewelry on. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, listen, bro. It's a hey, it's rough out there for rappers. It's rough out there. I remember times when I used to say. Rappers wasn't the hardest job, you know, and I still think that some of it is self-inflicted, but I'm starting to really, really believe that being a rapper, a successful one, is a very hard job. Now, back then, even when I spoke on that, I did divide those up and say, now, being a successful rapper is a whole totally different thing than just being a rapper, but the successful rapper, he got a lot, a lot of things he got to go through. Even when I look at what's happening uh, at that school in Texas, like, yo, bro, we got to figure out a way to secure ourselves. Because when it all boils down, they'll have to wait on somebody to tell them to go get our children out of somewhere where they shooting and killing kids at. And Loon ain't waiting. Loon running in there to get his kids. If that mean I got to die or kill the niggas in here or kill several people, I got to figure out a way to get my kids out of there. You understand? So again, sometimes you got to put yourself in a situation to secure your own future, secure your own life. That's how I feel about it. But uh, Lil TJ was with his homies. They end up shooting, a n you know, they shot him. You know, pictures come out. They said that he had pictures with a boogie. I don't that don't necessarily mean that that's ties in, you know, street know each other if you from that way up that way and you a shooter like that you somebody that might do something like that you might can get around a real around a famous you got a little pool in the street you might be kind of heavy-handed in the street so you can kind of get around it don't necessarily mean that you know what i mean so i want to clear that up so when you see a picture with a street in a picture with somebody famous you got to know that this the, the streets is catching up with the industry it ain't the other way around. The street catching up with the industry. Number one, everything in the industry is for sale. And the street's got money. So niggas buying their way close to 
right? Trying to get out the street. Desperate to get out the street. So they trying to get next to somebody legit old rap. It's plugged in. It can watch, help us. You feel me? So it's all lit going on. So just because you see a picture of somebody with me that done that don't necessarily mean that I sent that or that he really tied in with my people. You seen him around me, but it was 20, 30 other around me. You know what I'm saying? What you want me to tell the homeboys? I ain't taking no pictures. I don't know what y'all might do two, three years from now. It ain't going to happen like that. You got to understand that the streets and the industry is merging, especially for the who ain't our way out of it. And Lil TJ look all right, but he ain't he ain't in the clip. He wasn't making no lot of money, like the kind of money that niggas probably think where he can just get away from the town. And he young, so he ain't want to get away from the town probably. He probably think that's part of his persona. And that's what we got to shake. Man, you listen, man. If you come from this, you are who you are, man. I don't give a f they place you in Switzerland. If you come from this culture, this culture is you. This is you. And it's hard to love our culture and be afraid of our culture. There's an old saying that said, the man that loves the vase also loves what's inside of it. So what happens is, there's a part of the culture for real that come up from it. It's hard to let it go because they got a love for what it feel like with the Rolls Royce in the neighborhood. See, I ain't addicted to that. I ain't addicted to pulling up around all these poor people with rich activities. See, to me, I view that different. Like, I know when I come through the hood, I don't need to be a distraction. I need to come low key. Yo, they hustling through here. doing crime through here to survive. I don't need to be through here with the Rolls Royce. Everybody looking out the window. Now I'm interrupting the homie trying to catch a play up here, and I'm bringing all this bullshit to the hood. But that's what they want to do because they they ain't never had to really survive off the land, nigga. I know what it's like to have to survive off the land. All I got is the land, this street, these couple of blocks up here, these people getting these checks or whatever the situation. That's all I got. So I don't need to pull up over there in the Rolls Royce. Unannounced Now I do need to do that To make Make the young As possible But I need that to say July 13th Luna be in the hood Giving away such and such Like make that a thing Let niggas Shut the traps down Y'all know I'm coming through that With cameras and shit Bring your cars out If you wanna be seen If not I suggest if you hustling Don't be seen But if you're old Legit Get your business shit together Get out there I'm bringing the cameras Through there We giving the kids shit. I'm bringing industry people around But I'm not into it Posting up in the hood just for the hell of it. Like, this catch plays at this store. Like, I was one of them to pull on this little back street right here where, where you got four Rolls Royces and eight cars because you know it might be some pressure so you need shooters around and you got all this shit. Nah, that's a distraction in my opinion. And then on top of that, depending on how long I've been gone from the hood, I don't even know the ins and outs. It done changed around here. I thought such and such still live right there. They don't live right there no more. And he done went to jail twice and got out quick. I didn't know that. Such and such on an ankle monitor. He fighting the feds. And here I come pulling up. And they come talking to me. All they needed me cooperating with, 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 with saying something to one of these try to pull me into a Rico. Again, it just don't make good sense. But niggas ain't going to tell you that because they want you to believe the persona. If you really from there, you don't got to reach for that. Know what that is Yeah we check the tags on these Anyway yeah you can't just bring Us we don't believe your gallery Shirt we got to look at the tag anyway So you know whatever you Got going on pull all the cameras You want now they still don't trick me 
Go post up in the neighborhood with a million cameras. I still don't know if I believe it. So you wasting your time. And a lot of times the rap find itself in beef or niggas like to hang around this shit that ain't really from this shit. Like if you from this shit, you'll find a way to make help make money in this shit without being in this shit. You know, and I ain't going to be able to speak much about that. But if you ain't from it and you're trying to blend in, you're going to come around balling and ain't nobody going to be getting nothing. And that's going to start to breed envy because don't say he rich and he ain't helping nobody. A lot of times you just good at tricking. Them. So rap is some of the biggest con men in the world. So they go through the hood looking way richer than they really is. See, we fell victim to that in my city a long time ago. You know, when we find out Buck. See, cause young, I'm from I'm from Cashville, where Buck from. So when when he was coming through, we thought he was hella rich, cause he was doing super good at a point of time. But then when Fifty put out that he was needing help with, shit, we said, oh, shit, we thought he was rich. He had us thinking. So I've been done paid attention to that and got out from from from. That ain't what we doing. We ain't never trying to look hella rich to these around here. That ain't the goal. We trying to be hella rich, right? And and the byproduct of that just going to be the results they got to deal with. But we ain't reaching for that. You understand? But a lot of times it's calm, man. So they come through the hood with the I'm rich game. Because that lends them power amongst the poor. In the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. So if I can come to where they poor and appear rich, they going to give me power because I look like opportunity. So the rap come through with that not knowing if you ain't really from the hood you don't know how to move this shit around and make it what to eat off for you so you just showing up basically stunting on this. it's your normal life but feel like you stunting so it breeds envy a lot of times the rapper is in a position where he don't even know how to hustle the people that he worked for just paying him they didn't they ain't even taught him how to hustle yet and that's what i try to be to my friends in this business, please teach me how to hustle in this business. Don't just let them cut me checks. Nah, that ain't enough because if they decide they can cut my water off, teach me how to hustle in this business, right? Teach me how to hustle in the hood so come through. If you ain't a boss, you don't know how to teach You ain't knowing how to create no revenue for them niggas. So you give them money. And you ain't as rich as they think, so you can't give them as much as they want. As much as they think you should give them. So what happens is you bag yourself in a corner not even knowing. So you bag yourself in a corner because they think you should give them 20 when you're giving them five. They think you should give them 20 because you got those three chains in that Bentley and you be talking like this and you had a half a million on the gram four or five times. So they think you way richer than you really are. So now you give them five and they mind they saying, man, this is slick plan. Now they come back. Need five more. They keep trying to hit you for the five. You can't really afford to keep giving seven that's five grand every time you show up. So now you might either stay away longer or you start showing up and not giving them the money. Now you don't give them the money, then what? They get upset. Now that creates an environment that they unhappy with your presence. But you were playing hustler. You were playing rich. You were playing that. That ain't you. And that's why I tell them. And you can't explain what you ain't been taught. So it ain't like you can tell these guys how to go get some money. All you can do is give them a fish instead of teaching them how to fish. And the minute you don't give them a fish, they upset. Now, let's say you do give them a fish. I keep telling them, yo, these is greedy. These non-hustling dangerous, they greedy. These 
to think they dangerous and tough with no hustle, non-productive, dangerous as them niggas greedy. So they want to put the press game down for a little more. I ain't involved in no press game from nobody. We'll die. We'll die with the money. But ain't no rich nigga because the money don't go with you. But we'll die before we let a nigga press us about what we work hard for. It won't happen. We'll go to war with the world about that on this side. We ain't going. And so they want more. More. Pressing for more. They damn near want to live like you off you. See, you living like that off your hustle, but they want to live like that off you. They don't even think that's disrespectful. I'm living the way I'm living because my hustle and you want to live like I live off of me. Y'all greedy. If these blind and you give them eyes, they'll ask you for eyebrows. Ain't saw nothing his whole life. You gave him eyes. He'll ask you for eyebrows, man. I'm noticing everybody else got eyebrows, man. Ain't you? Think you can give me some of them eyebrows everybody else got? You ain't had eyes. I just got it the way you can see. You been underwater your whole life. I bought you up and that wasn't enough. It's greedy. No hustler have ass greedy. I'm uninterested and I don't indulge. I don't play the game. Ask anybody. It's a reason why ain't under my yo bro nobody that 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 i know or nobody period can say nothing about what i got going on i'm loud about that because it took me longer because i went that route yeah it took me much longer because i had to do it by myself in the street and in the industry by myself but one thing i won't let a person do is watch me live the way i'm living off my hustle and then they be able to live like I live off of me. When I ask myself, right, because on one end you say, yo, the street's getting soft, man. They letting to cut disrespect dead people and disrespecting dead folks and they rapping about it and they doing certain things. Because where I come from, man, I'm like, yo, damn, this getting soft. But then on the other end, you looking, nah, it ain't getting soft. They murking shit. In my town, in all these towns, is getting stepped on so it ain't getting soft they just they i tell you what it is niggas scared of the police that's what it is niggas scared of that jail niggas scared of that police officer i don't know if it's something in us from the ancestors or from slavery or something but niggas is scared of that police man if you know you're called a police man them would not with you man them not, they will let you go on about your business. They know he called the police, man. I don't know. I yo, bro. Well, where I'm from, there's a different level of understanding. Some people gonna crash. That's what we call missiles. Right? That police officer, that police threats you making. You gonna have to do that. They sending a missile through there. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes dudes ain't like. It's like now. They just letting you get away with anything. But if they have a clue or an idea that you are keeping in the streets, they'll gun your bitch down. They'll run up on you and try to take your chain like that little TJ do and gun you down if they think you ain't going to snitch. Well, he ain't going to say nothing. He going to try to keep it in the street. So we'll go to war in the street. We with that. But boy, if we think he'll die 911, we don't want his necklace or nothing. We don't want nothing to do with that. Can disrespect all our dead people, say f this and f 
that. If we think he'll call the police, we don't want no parts of it. That's why I don't. Yo, man, what is that? I, somebody explain that to me. Because even in the war on the street, you still deal with the police. Like, if we even look at the last RICO charges in Atlanta, that's some shit that try to keep in the street. That's what I was trying to explain a couple of weeks ago of how, yo, we can be like, all right, no police I interaction keeping it in the street but if they can verify what's happening they still get involved and still get you you know i send my prayers to tj i, I tell the young and, and even the old just dudes period dog find happiness you know find love get you some money you know happiness is something to do something to love and something to hope for you know find those things and you should be all right man but don't don't fall victim to getting caught in that dog place man where they got you just engulfed in that street bullshit. Because them rules don't apply nowhere outside their neighborhood, man. So it's really like training for a boxing match, but you're training your feet. you doing kickboxing when half the shit you're training for ain't even effective in the ring. So you got that specific set of skills I was talking about, right? But you got to go to where them skills is effective at. Now, in the streets, if you're a drug dealer or if you happen to have been involved with trying to provide for your family when your resources was limited, then you probably developed a certain set of skills that was supply and demand, marketing, and those set of skills that you make and translate. But you got to know what skills you can translate and which ones you need to shed. And in the hood, the ones that surround death, we need to shed. The ones that tell us to go crash out, the ones that tell us, yo, the bitches got us fucked up, man. You know, them bitches threw up another sign than what we threw up. And in, the, in this neighborhood right here, my children can't go in the store and slide five cents. The same neighborhood that we killing over. Them folk won't let the kids slide. We don't own nothing in this neighborhood. They selling steel candy in them stores to our children. Bad popsicles and shit. We might bring bread back sometimes in these neighborhood stores. These folk won't let us slide one dollar. We done spend. We come here every day. But let us be a dollar. Get off our property. No, you can't stand up here like we. They, yo, bro, it's a lot going on. Also in the hood, I think the big homies don't know how to use their influence. I think they have an issue understanding their own power. A lot of times, man, like a big homie, like I'm talking about a real one. Like I know a couple in my city that got some reputable people up under them, like a bunch of dudes that might have done 10, 15 years. They got businesses and um, two, three hundred thousand dollars. All they got to do is say, yo, let's put some money in this. And a lot of them going to do it based on the big homie word. But the big homies be caught up in that street. They in that cycle, too in that cycle they don't know how to evolve man we got to do that man we do everything in the world but spend time on evolving man we just would not set aside time to say yo my vocabulary limited let me get a few more words in my vocab let me spend some time doing things that i'm a beginner the way i can know how to face adversity the only adversity we get is when we go to prison be weird to me bro we got to do other things in my opinion just to elevate our culture and the young who are successful be scared to tell the big homies that they know the way 
They get it confused that the big homie, big, strong, been to prison. He been banging for a long time, so they don't want to really tell him that, bro, you know, I done figured it out out here. Like, sometimes the little homies might got the information because they indulged in the Internet, and now they they got them a little crypto money, got out of there just in time, transferred it to the, like, they might got a few one, two moves for them, but they get confused that they don't understand that the more feathers a chicken got, the bigger that it look. That don't necessarily mean the more that it weigh. That just mean the more, the bigger that it look. Them feathers, damn, they weigh nothing. And that's what we getting out the street. Whole bunch of shit that don't weigh nothing. Homie, you might be more powerful than your big homie. I remember when I started to figure out, damn, I done turned big homie. All the niggas I looked up to, I got triple they money. Triple they status. I'm triple everything that they got because I went another route. So I done turned into old shit. Now, only thing that made them the big homie in my mind was, damn, they got to have more information because they got more money than me. But now nah, they just had a plug. You ain't had no plug. Yeah, you ain't getting no love on your price. You had to pay the whole thing all the way out. Like, it wasn't that type thing, right? So, again, we got to know that a lot of that that come from the street, it be worthless in the real world. You understand? Old, big old, big old, strong but is is that what can he do in real life though? In real life, I'm talking about for his mother, for his children. If they need fifty grand right now, can he make that happen? That is a reputable, that's a real one. But if mama need fifty grand, can he do that? His kids want to go to private school. They're struggling in public school. They need to go to private school. Can he do that? His son need to be put in jujitsu, man, so he can really get his mind right and learn how to surrender and be a better person and learn what adversity look like. Can he afford that? Can he put him in a situation to better their lifestyle or he's just a big homie when he pull up over in the projects that don't nobody own what a rent $18. We love everybody in the projects, but I have to put in perspective that it's not valuable in the real world when all the stripes, all the feathers that they put on the chicken don't weigh nothing. When it's time to cook the chicken, they get rid of the feathers. When it's time to cook the chicken, they get rid of the feathers. When it's time to weigh the man, they get rid of all that street shit. What kind of father is it? When it's time for your funeral, they talk about what kind of father was it? What kind of son was it? What did he contribute to life to the world? Did his mother love him? How they feel about him, the people that knew him? Did he contribute? What was his benefiting factors? Not just, man, he was a knockout artist. Man, I remember he pulled up, man, and knocked out six people. Help me understand, man. Help me understand. Again, I'm freestyling. This is this up there podcast. Limited to no understanding for people who don't understand the game I'm putting out. If you miss what I'm saying, this ain't for you respectfully. You should probably find somewhere where they like to listen to some of that bullshit. Because this right here is where we put the real game down. This is where we really have those conversations that people need to have, that people want to have, people want to talk about. And I ain't even cranked up. I'm doing this alone. So respect what this is I do. Find a way to support this. I hate that I even, it feel nasty that in our culture I got to say that. Let me address that too before we move on to the next topic. 
It feel nasty that I got to tell you listening to me right now, knowing I'm putting major game down. Ain't no telling how many times you done heard me put that kind of game down. And I got to say, find a way to support it. It's embarrassing to me, huh? It's, it's embarrassing, bro. Cause I look at them white boys. And, and when I say that, bro, listen to this. Dude, them. When I say dude, them, I'm talking about me. Dude, them ain't, 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 I ain't one of them racist kind of niggas where I'm looking at them folks like that. I'm respecting the business acumen, man. I'm respecting that they people, they don't even got to say that to they people. They people just flooded. Hey, yo, I got, I'm just fucking with what he doing. They, I'm fucking with him. I'm buying his shirts. Them put something up and sell out. Black people only got a couple people they'll let do that. Three, four people that they got the ability to sell out soon as it drop. And tell me why that's the case. You can't tell me that those people are the sharpest knives in the draw. And even if they are, we got other things in the draw that need to be considered as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't flip a you you don't flip an egg with a knife. You bring the knife out to cut. You bring the spatula to flip some. You bring the grill for this, right? So in our kitchen, in black media, black culture, we got all those different things that need to be respected. But it's like we'll only let. One or two or three people get everything and hang the money up. Loan don't respect that. And I'm going to give me some money. They're going to have to figure out a way to, yes, Lord, we finna break the pool balls up. Or we going to have to do something. I start like, we going to figure it out. I know they ain't going to let me. They ain't going to let me down. The coach ain't going to let me down. I'm putting too high level game down. If this don't resonate, I know the game fake. If what I'm saying don't resonate, the game fake. And I ain't saying it because I'm better than nobody. I just know the game I'm putting down is supposed to resonate. If this is real, if they if they is really letting the cream rise to the top, it'll rise to the top. And if it don't, because I'm going to put the work in, huh? I'm going to do what it take. I'm going to do what it take. And I know what it take. And I got what it take. And I'm with what it takes. So we're going to figure out what it take. And we're going to make it happen. Even when I look at Rogan, like I think about blacks, we don't respect podcasting the same way whites do. Rogan was literally running around telling now, and I know people who listen to me wonder why I talk about Rogan because he's at the top of the food chain and I'm a fan of them dudes. I watch them dudes. I watch everything. I have to. I know ain't no help coming. Ain't nobody going to help me up. I got to understand everything to get up. I know this. I know this. And I'm not going to believe anything else, right? So, again, I study everything. But Rogan would tell everybody, go start a podcast, start a podcast, start a podcast, start a podcast, man. Do a podcast, do a podcast. Black people are, man, keep starting the podcast. Man, why do you start a podcast, man? Then he do start a podcast. Everybody start a podcast. See, I come from the street. Everybody selling dope. And it's only a few customers. It's about who's going to stay up the longest, who's going to always be available, who's going to get there the quickest. I come from that, so I don't look at it the same as these guys. These guys get afraid. Loon coming up with all them goddamn topics. Oh, he doing too much. Yeah, I know I am. You uncomfortable because you know all you got ahead of me is your position, and that ain't going to last long because I'm dealing with hustle. Like Even when I talk about somebody or I might say something, their fans attack me or try to say shit. To me, it don't bother me. They'll say, oh, you talking about that man. Why you talking about him? I say, man, I'm putting game down, man. Them folk paid me to talk, man. Them folk paid me to talk, man. Where you want me to stop talking? Y'all want me to stop talking. I'm putting major game down. They want to trick me and to stop talking. Bitch, you'll never trick me off this bag. Let me be clear. Is this thing on? 
all you sitting somewhere saying he talking about people or he talking about the game and why he think he can talk you'll never trick me off his bag y'all let Howard Stern do it then say a word y'all let Oprah do it I'm finna get me some money off of it I've been living what they've been talking about so I ain't studying what they talking they, it don't work over here but again with podcasting I understand that gold should be sold to the people that know the value of it and so that's what I'm doing. I'm just trying to get to the people that know the value of what it is I bring to the game. I even see what white boys will sit down with each other. I'm, I was looking at the debacle with Brendan Schaub, and y'all probably won't know these people, but there's a lot of people that do. I was looking at the debacle with Brendan Schaub and Bobby Lee. Right, Brian Callen was involved, shows they brought Rogan name up. It was just a messy thing happening. But you know what I got out of that? Them white people did. They went and sat down with each other on the, on the podcast and talked about it. Now, with us, if we got a problem, respectfully, even like with Joe and Charlemagne, I wish I could be at the helm of that. I wish I could moderate Joe and Charlemagne, or I wish I could moderate Andrew and Joe. Like, be that. That's, that's what it's up there, podcast live is. My events are getting two people with with agree with disagreements sitting them down. R.I.P. Kevin Samuels. My first one was supposed to be Kevin Samuels and Dr. Umar. I don't know if y'all remember that debacle that was happening. That was me that put that on. It was supposed to be Kevin Samuels, Dr. Umar sitting down. It's up there podcast live event. I had already had Umar on board and Samuels on board, but Samuels ended up passing away RIP but sitting down it's up their podcast and see with me they both will get a chance to talk and have a conversation and I'm just moderating right and that's what my events are for and 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 I want to get Schultz and Joe or Charlemagne and Joe or or, or Ack and Rory you know what I'm saying? Some of these things where I want us to sit down and have a conversation right we'll have security some of these people I won't need security but you know, some of these things may get sticky, but if I'm there, they're going to respect the handle or they're going to get took care. It's going to ain't going to be no problems. Ain't going to be no. But I want us I want us to be able to thrive like the white people do with able to Brandon Sharp come on a podcast and they grilling them about what's happening. Shorts. Like it's that's that's how you supposed to do this game, because it is a game where we supposed to learn from these things that's happening behind the scenes. Damn. How did y'all fall out? What did happen? Like, can y'all squash this little shit? But the one I had with Umar and Kevin was they were going to debate about beta males and talking points about female, black women and shit. Like, it was going to be the dopest shit in the world. But Samuels ended up dying, man, and that, that hurt me because that was my first event, and it was going to be an amazing, major event. And um, I'm still looking for sponsors to put my next couple on, man. So if if somebody out there, if y'all are sponsors and want to be involved, y'all y'all get in contact with me and we'll put it together. It's up there, podcast live, um, and 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 we had those kind of conversations, man. But you know, I see those white people sit down with each other and go have hash things out on camera, right? And sometimes things are past that, and I get it if it is, but if it isn't, if it's something that the rest of the culture can learn from by people that's already rich and well off. I think we should really, really think about doing that for our culture. Let's have some real talk. Let's let's just talk about the game and where it's at. And just finished watching a million dollars worth of game with French Montana. Shout out to them. Um, Drink Champs. Shout out to the family. You know, Revolt. Drink Champs. Chris Brown interview. Probably the best Chris Brown interview they got floating around. Shout out Nori. Always does. 
you know, his one-two with the space. So he's always influential and impactful um, in regards to getting some of the history out of these artists, man, and, and having them live in a very comfortable space while indulging in a very important conversation for the culture. So I give kudos to Nori doing a great job. Get it, Wallow, great job. Earn Your Leisure's been killing it. B. Marshall's been killing it. I'm geared up, ready to come out. Big Facts has been going hard. The whole game is going hard, but you know I like to talk about podcasting and the perspective of the up-and-coming creator because the creators that's in position right now, they speak from their perspective, and I think that it's important because they teach you how to navigate once you get there. I think that the voice of the people that's coming through the tunnel is also need to be loud and heard as well. And so sometimes I take the position of the man coming through the tunnel when I try to look at things more from that perspective. With that being said, it's up that podcast is a growing brand and doing pretty good in the space and got a lot of love from a lot of good people, a lot of good individuals that I would call my brothers. You know, they've done more than what they can realize, you know, for somebody like me, right? I'm not someone that needs money from people, right? So what happens is I need those canaries in the coal mine. And sometimes a lot of the guys act as that for me, and it just keeps me optimistic about the future. Because if I look at the game for what it is, I see what's happening, right? So... When, I, when when you someone like me and you have a podcast, right, that's doing good, that's effective, people tend to like it. And let's just say it ain't effective. Let's just deal with it from you being black media, just black podcasting and how I continue to point out that there's something happening where we are not giving each other access to audience and access to how to structure your pod in a way where it can even really compete with these other pods or these other shows and not even hip hop shows because, again, I'm I'm looking at the game in a t- in its entirety, just content world period. So I I zoom out. Why is it zooming in and competing with each other? I zoom out and I look at market share in a whole. But there's something happening with people that's in position, and I like to, no matter how much I respect and love people, right? I want to deal with the information so we all can learn from what's happening with each other, right? And sometimes I, I like to deal with it in real time. Simply because it's important to the time, right? The next move could be affected by what we know. The information that we go into that move with is so vital. And so even with me, dog, I like for people to point out, try to help me with things. Like I'm nowhere near perfect or none of that. I'm in Bluetooth mode. God is good enough to show me that I'm not everything, but I am something. I'm not everything, but I am something. So God has been good enough to show me you got what it take and you got what you need. But God got something for you that you don't have room to bear. So I'm looking forward to whatever is in my future. You understand? So I'm not I'm not in a position to say things from a bitter place. But I think when they hear me explain the game, a lot of them try to frame it like. You're speaking from a bitter position or you're speaking from a position of someone that needs help. And I want to be clear with everybody that sometimes you just got to explain the game. It ain't always about needing help. I need help. Let's be clear. I need help with understanding how to structure these things. It blew my mind that I have a podcast doing so well and I don't know how to get into the media room at BET. 
So I'm on the outside of the media room. I don't understand. Okay, well, yo, it, it can't be just that you're effective in the coaching, you're doing good, and people like what you see. It ain't that. It's something happening. There's something I need to submit or somewhere I need to go. A lot of black creators never make it to that next step because of that little bit of information right there. Right. You can get in there from me from being someone with a podcast in a position that I'm in. Say I was in the BET media room. You know how many people I would have bumped shoulders with, been able to get little interviews with. They may say, bro, I need you to come. Man, bro, man, I want to get with you, man. When I leave, that was a dope conversation. Like, hey, yo, man, I want to tell the label, yo, I want to come fuck with you when I'm dropping this time, man. Like that's just. You know what I'm saying? But on the outside, I don't know. How, you don't know information. Again, it ain't about money. I'll pay whatever they want. It don't matter. Tell them whatever ticket they put on it is fine with it's up their podcast. It's mid to me. Whatever number they put on it is mid to me. You understand? I'm just don't got the information. And that's what be happening. And sometimes I see how we blur the lines where it be like, yo, I think that some of the people and then what's up is you got there's tiers of creators so you got the dudes like me that's serious about the business everything structured right dropping every week two and three hours by itself in a position to really you know be took it serious as what this is running a multi-million dollar business right then you got the dudes that do just want fame and celebrity just want to come around and take pictures ask all my all my celebrity buddies if they if they watching this right now they're gonna tell you I got pictures with Loon he never posted because I don't take the I take the pictures for my own thing to like bro man me and bro then were kicking it bro you know what I'm saying or for my family and shit. I don't be clout chasing with that kind of shit so it ain't it don't be about that with me you see what I'm saying I'm one of them creators that just, just need the information bro I ain't telling nobody yo I want to come in there with you and sit next to you man and tell all the artists that go get on my boy's Nah, just sit me over there in that corner right there and get out the way. Like, I come from the... Man, get out the way. I know what I'm doing. Just sit over there. Everybody that saw me at Revolt, ask them how I move around. Just get out my way, man. I'm, I'm all right with this. I, I'm comfortable with the information I'm holding on to. So whatever position I find myself in, I'm good with. You understand? So, But it just... It get frustrated on the outside when you like, man, how am I... Me? Because... Those things are vital for brand building and just for purposes. And that's something that I know, you know. And so I'm always thinking like, all right, I can't miss another one of them. So I reached out to the team like, yo, can we figure out how to make sure that I don't ever miss something like that again? Because my brand is strong. I want to talk to the culture. I'm not one of them little dudes that's hiding from the culture. I'm not one of them little dudes that's talking and can't come outside and all that. I'm, I'm outside. Let me push up on the real niggas. They gonna instantly yeah, let me yeah. So you know, we gonna we gonna figure that out. But I'm super blessed at the same time. And we're gonna listen to French and, and Wallow and them kind of get into to, to how people are um over over obsessed with being involved with celebrities on online. And I wanna provide a different perspective on that just for the sake of having a conversation and for the sake of that entrepreneur that's scared to tag. Wallow Cause he think They gonna look at him Like clout chasing When he really got 10 grand for Wallow For hosting But he don't know How to get in touch With him 
you know, but before you even get there, they're going to look at you like clout chasing for tagging. So I want to provide that perspective on just culture and the game. I'm super blessed. I don't want y'all to confuse me when I go to having dialogue about the game. When I go to documenting what's happening and dealing with the information, I don't want nobody to view that as a as a as a dude that's big and pleading because that that offends me. I already feel like they done confused the short man for a boy. I already feel like they done got it all confused because I come in the game with understanding. You know? And sometimes, again, when you reach out and they feel like it's like they like they think you asking for a cosign. I don't like that feeling and I don't feel it with the white folks. You know, like I was just talking about, I didn't I didn't know how to get into the BET media room. But guess who? Guess what? Shout out to Joey Diaz. D- them dudes invited me out on Burt Kreisner tour. You know what I mean? The hands I'm finna shake when I go up there and all them white dudes I'm finna meet and the people with the cameras and the podcast and them dudes, the white folks saying, come on out, man. We like what you doing. We don't understand a lot of it, but boy, you sound pretty good. You been bigging us up and we appreciate that. And the white boys invite me over and Joey's a fucking legend. So it's, for me, it's like, yo, how is that happening? And in my culture, I'm outside of the black entertainment television media room with a black podcast, no information on how to get in. I don't get it. And this ain't no disrespect to BET. Half of it might be my fault because I don't know where to look. Who, If your hand is on the pulse, I just feel like. Yeah, you know, but maybe, maybe, maybe it's on me. So we share some of that, but it's just a fucked up feeling. But I'm blessed, dog. And, and and again, I don't want people to get it confused. And that's why I be loud about it. I say, you know, I popping it. You know, I go to popping it because you know I'm I'm super blessed. It's a big blessing I'm dealing with, and I don't want nobody to confuse it with a small blessing. You know, with a little bitty blessing. See, a little bitty blessing calls for a little bit of pop. But boy, when you got a big blessing, yeah, 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 yeah. You get a bigger pop. But this is what it look like, man. You know, I got good people on my team, good people, good I got a good roller decks, people I can call, reach out to. Um, in this game, I just wish, man, that it was a little more structure, man, where, you know, there's avenues for people to get in position. You know, I know you can't ask for five million. You know, you got to get in position to ask for the ball. I always talk about it. Shaq better not throw his hand up by the three-point line. If you don't get down there by the rim, but boy, when you get by the rim, anybody with the ball will get you the ball. I'm trying to get by the rim. Yeah, I'm trying to get by the rim. It's enough for everybody. They heard baby say, it's enough money for all of us. I post your music. It's enough money for everybody, bro. But I think in a weird way we go to dealing with that 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 syndrome of I ain't letting nobody up off my back. And 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 don't know. I agree with that. Don't let nobody up off your back. I'm talking about information. I ain't never talking about handouts. I'm talking about handoffs. Not handouts. It's a difference. I'm the only dude putting this kind of game down. It's a difference between a handoff and a handout. Don't nobody deserve a handout. But a nigga you deserve a handoff. A handoff is a play designed for you to get in the game. That's what a handoff is. A handout is I just give you something for the sake of giving it to you. Keep telling, man, we ain't living like that. But the, but again, 
I just, you know, speaking about the game, like for me, dog, I feel good about what I offer. That's why I'm able to talk about whatever I want to talk about. If these dudes are here to me get offended by me breaking the game down and see a lot about them. And, I, and, and I'm going to be honest with you, and I don't want to be arrogant about it, but I really don't care. And it ain't that I don't care because I don't respect them. It's, it's I don't care because I do respect them. I respect you so much, I don't give a f- You understand? I looked at the game for what it was. I, I believe what you were saying. When they were saying, get on your grind, go get it, make sure you do that. I went and done all that. So if y'all were faking, y'all might get offended when I get close. Because I done what y'all was acting like y'all was doing. When y'all was acting like you was getting up at four in the morning, I really would start getting up at four. Y'all tricked me into thinking that's what it took for me to get on. Now I end up doing all this shit y'all said y'all was doing. So hopefully as I get closer, niggas really living like that. It get uncomfortable when the truth get close to a lie. Niggas shit get weird. Get weird when a true when the truth get close to a lie. But it's all good, man. You know, the people need this dialogue. People need this. You know what I'm saying? We gotta shake this up a little bit so we can deal with the information and let the chips fall where they may. And I'm gonna play this conversation that French Montana Gillian Wallow had about people tagging and their family members and things wanting them to put them up on the ground. We're gonna play this, but we even heard Dirk just speak about it. Yo. Ain't posting me Alright I'm walking right past I'm glad we through faking now Y'all don't really fuck with a nigga Saw me drop Y'all ain't even Right A lot of people said That's entitlement See It can get See I can get confused And that's only in black culture And white folk They understand what it mean That means yo Damn y'all ain't gonna hit me Trigger the algorithm Y'all know I'm playing algorithm That's what I'm saying To these podcast dudes Or these dudes That's ahead Yo y'all know what this is Y'all know I can't get popping Without the algorithm don't make me start telling everybody what the y'all share this shit. Cause I blow this shit up and have 17 million niggas knowing the formula of this shit. You understand? Y'all, you feel me? So that's what he's saying. But let's listen to let's listen to what they were saying about it. You said you unfollowed me. Man, you on some dumb shit, man. You just gonna look like going unfollowing a it's Everybody obsessed with celebrity. If you if you doing anything, you got any traction, everybody overly obsessed about. If you follow them or not, or if you comment on these stuff, everything is like, yeah. it's just, everything is just so emotional. But, yeah. And I, men is just like, men is so emotional with men. Yeah. And I'm telling you, they're emotional with celebrity and men. It's like, bro, it's not that yeah. deep. Like, everything is, this social media shit got everything fucked up, man. I got yeah. a cousin, man. I actually called this nigga. Happy birthday, cuz. You yeah. know, you ain't throw him up. it up with a couple niggas a couple weeks later. To me, you ain't throw me up, though. <laughs> and I'm like, I called That's you. That happened to me all the time. I called you in real life. <laughs> what do you mean? You oh, my cousin. Channel. We grew up together oh, since kids. Yeah. You worrying about me posting oh, you they don't want that on Instagram? No, my own son hit me and told me. He was like, yo, you threw Drake up for his birthday. You ain't throw me up. Boy, he checks you. My son. He checks you. This is my son. He he was like 10 years old when he told me that. I'm like, yo, you 10 years old. You want somebody to kidnap you in school? Like knowing you're my son? No, no. The fact that he threw Drizzy in there. Yeah, he was like, oh, he threw Drake up. You ain't throw me up for my birthday. I'm like, yo. I had to pull him to the side. Like, yo, your mother telling you this?
and, and what's so fucked up is a motherfucker really have an attitude. A motherfucker really what? feel like you don't fuck with them. Yeah. You feel what I'm yeah. saying? Like, and another thing is like family, man. Family yeah. be tripping about that shit, man. Yeah. Family be tripping, motherfuckers. Everybody think like the Instagram shit. Don't understand that, like, bro. We running a fifty to a hundred million dollar company around here. Mm -hmm. This not no place. Mm -hmm. This is for real. Shit. Yeah, like we make a lot of money to do what we do and yeah. pay a lot of taxes. I'll pay a lot of yeah. taxes. Our brands is everything to us. Yeah. But a motherfucker in your family, they don't never respect that shit. They think it's just shit. a page. They, they, they think it's just a motherfucking They don't it, see the sacrifice. Man, you don't understand They don't see shit. I come oh, in here. post your cousin up. Throw your cousin up, boy. He got a clothing line. You're like, what the f*** they got to do? You go to your cousin page, just got one t-shirt. It's like, <laughs> the f*** are y'all talking about? Like, But then it really would be an attitude. Like, you'll really come back to you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, he too big now when he... All right, so let me put some game down about this. I say all the time it's a difference between climbing and being carried. You know, shout out Gary V. You know, I put a lot of game down in this culture, man, so I need people to hit me and hit me well. Pay attention. It's a difference between climbing and being carried. Only a fool looks at these followers on these grams and shit just like followers and people. These are customers we dealing with, people. Let's be clear. Is this thing gone? It's up there podcast. I'm dealing with a business. Right. So sometimes you can help your brother business. See, the brother word is used loosely in our culture. You know, I was even talking to some people that if you are a popping podcast guy. And that's why I always give it up to earn your leisure, 19 keys, all these guys, Brandon Marshall, that follow me, this, this get on the show. No problem. Just boom. I'm on the show. I like what you do, bro. This ain't a fake thing, because what will happen is you'll be. Making $10, $20 million a year in podcast and follow this guy that has a podcast, tap in with him when you get to his city and never go on his show. And then if he asks you about it, some kind of way that can come off like he's chasing clout. And I, and I don't understand that when it's access to audience these guys need. He has a business the same kind you have. You're not chasing clout when you posting like you these dudes, these guys. And this ain't about wallowing getting. I'm explaining the game. This is business. A lot of these up and coming guys like me for sure need access to audience. So when I say, yo, bro, post that for me. And I never have said that never once in my life. But if I say because of this, it feel nasty. It feel nasty in our culture to even say, bro, post this up for me, man. My show just came out, bro. I'm trying. It shouldn't feel that way, bro. If you got a relationship with a guy and he like, yo, come to his show or post this up for me, like, damn. Again, it's only in our culture that we try to act like we don't understand what a cosign is or what access to the audience is. You know what I mean? Like, yo, bro, I want to get on your show, chop it up with y'all. We'll have a great conversation. Like, dudes know that that means that some of that audience will probably like me and come over to me. Right. Or some of my audience are like y'all and come over to y'all and y'all will be viewed as helping people on their way up. But it'd be a lot of this trickery in our culture where it's like, yo, I'm an up and coming creator with some money. I don't know who the best digital marketer is. 
But if you famous and you do this for a living, I'm sure he follows you. I'm sure you have access to him. Is there some way I can get his name, his number? Is I want to put my show in the best possible position to win. Like I have whatever amount they're asking for, but I don't know where to spend it. And it's a black hole in this business where you can just dump money in and nothing happens because you're spending your money with the wrong people. Right. And you have enough information to know that. And then you in podcasting or whatever you selling shirts or you need a vendor. And maybe this dude is like some of that be by access to the customers. You pay with your eyeballs. I got these things trademarked. You pay with your eyeballs nowadays. These guys know that. That's why the company is worth so much. That's why my part is worth what it's worth. You pay with your eyeballs. Just hold on. Come watch it. No matter why you there, there's something happening. I'm getting something from that. And the cosign is important to our culture, right? They really don't think it's cool until one of the people ahead of you say it's cool. You can get it. You can get that cool factor by yourself and just take digging. But the people ahead of you can make that much easier just by saying, yo, that's cool, y'all. Hey, yo, that's cool. And you can change that dude's life just on a that's cool. The white people don't say that. Rogan. None of them. And I keep saying it again. Shout out to them. They just invited me out on a comedy tour. I'm going to meet so many people in a little niche market. It's probably going to help my part. You understand? So these things are important for the up and coming creator. And I want to speak to y'all about that. Hey, let me talk about this, man, because we live in a country. Again, I keep telling people there's a pecking order on the finances in this country. Not only in rap, hip hop, podcasting, in sports. It's a picking order in the paper in this country. I don't give a f- where you go. So what happens is, and I want to talk about this because I think it's a it's a teachable moment. I think that it is a glimpse into what the poor people had to deal with. The people that's building these businesses, right? Because don't get it confused. The cooks. The people that's keeping those stores open, that's opening, that's closing. The people that's cleaning those places, that's just keeping that place up to par. Those people keep their business going, right? In 27 years, this Burger King employee had worked for this company and never missed a day. I would like for my audience and anyone within the sound of my voice to watch this video as to what this company provided this young man with. At the time of his anniversary after never missing a day for 27 years. This is very nice. From Star Starbucks. Thank you guys. And uh, it's like a lanyard. Uh, two pins. And a couple of keys. Chains. And two lifesavers. Uh, so it's good to show what they, you know, their appreciation for, uh, for loyalty and for all you've done for the company. This is my reward for work for 27 years. Thank you, guys. A movie ticket. So as you've seen, he got a movie ticket, two pins, two lifesavers, a cup, and the guy was a, a, a very humble soul. It's almost embarrassing, not to that man, just to the state of culture, the state of the mind of the people that's so desperate that are built that they help build a company 
get that and can't even express. See, he may not even been feeling that in that moment, but he can't express like, yo, bro, y'all opened the pens. Y'all opened the pack of Lifesaver. Like, y'all couldn't at least give me a five-pack of pins, five-pack of life. Y'all opened it and threw two singles in there? One movie ticket and I ain't got a date? What y'all doing? Like, yo, bro, 27 years, never missing a day, and this is how they'll treat you. These companies don't care, bro. I talk about it all the time that a lot of times you sign a deal or you get a welcome packet. Oh, welcome, and it's a generic, very generic email, a very generic box of things. Just welcome to the, that's just to cover traces. Them folks ain't never even trying to meet you. Them folk don't want to be around you. This world is in a bad place, man. But as soon as you become valuable, like now, I bet you they call him in because now his voice can be heard. Now he can be loud about, man, you know, I did 27 years and they gave me this. And I didn't really feel like that was right. I never meant right. And so now pull him close because, boy, he got a voice now. You know, and they and they expect you not to see that or not to have feelings about that or feel a way about that. And at the same time, there was a guy working at McDonald's in the video. They scrubbed it from online. I don't know why, but the guy was working at McDonald's. There was someone in the drive through and the person in the drive-thru had heard someone telling this guy that his house was on fire and he needed to hurry home. The fire department is at his house as we speak, hosing the house down. And his manager told him he cannot leave. He need to get on fries. And so the girl started recording like, yo, you need to let this dude go. These people don't give a fuck about nobody. They looking at numbers in the bottom line, and it's like that all across the board. You got to be valuable when you valuable, man. But if you want to see a change in this world, you really got to be that change, man, because the way that society is set up, it is no benefit to trying to change it. There's no benefit to helping another creator up. Right. There's no they don't see any benefit in that. They, they, they don't see the benefit in giving someone that worked 27 years more than just one movie ticket, two pins, two lifesavers. Like what we doing when you see this kind of shit, man, it make you feel like like all the good people just be getting last place. Why sometimes it make you feel like, man, you might got to cheat a little bit or you might got to get a little dirty to get ahead. You know, they say no billionaires birthed or created. Like the billionaires got to scratch and claw to get that money. A lot of them got to do something that's inhumane to become a billionaire, or at least something that could be viewed as not honorable, right? To obtain that amount of wealth, it's impossible to do it without abusing ethics. You understand? This is what is said, you know? And it seemed like when you look at this, man, all them, all the good people, man, the dude did 27 years, never missed a day. And that's what he got. 27, 30 years, man. How much money have I been responsible for making? And y'all folks opened the pen. Y'all gave me two pins and one movie ticket. Y'all folks, man, listen, I keep all the heroes in debt. All the good niggas finished last. Like, be bad out there. I keep telling y'all, they do real bad. They do real bad it's the suckers they let win the they know a call the police on you that they'll never bother it's the ones that's gonna keep it in the street that they gonna try to they'll come in your house with that bullshit you know what i'm saying 
And for me, bro, I'm telling you, it just make you view it a different way. And with this being the thing, I just don't see how we could sell to our children the idea of going to work for these companies like that. And I don't mean getting a job, right? There's there's getting getting a job is still a reality. That's still a pathway uh, to to conquering life, right? It's what job you get. Some of these jobs are black holes. You understand? And no one to tell you that some of these jobs, you only have the ability to help these people build their business. Even when you top out, it's not enough money to transition. They have you topping out at a number that doesn't leave you the, the, the room to transition in the business or to have any kind of ownership. And even down at the shop the other day, I, I was talking to Mr. Winfrey, Oprah's dad. And I was talking to him about some of the guys were in the shop and they were saying, yo, man, I make good money, man. And I, I worked there for 28 years and I just retired and, and they make it that eight dollars an hour. And for me, I just was like, that ain't hidden. I said, but for them, I can see that the goal, that was the goal to work for this company 30 years. And boy, you got this. The benefits is something else. And I'm thinking to myself, yo, it don't hit the same. It ain't sounding the same to this new age. You understand when you come telling they make $37 an hour and that don't get a confused great number. But I'm telling you in the grand scheme of things, when you make $37 an hour, right, at $70,000 a year or something like that, if you was the owner of that business or you had a business, you could make $70,000 in a month. Like I've seen chicks for 20 and 30 grand for saying 150 words, 200 words. You understand what I'm saying? Of course, it, those 200 words, I say them once, they play them 100 times, but I might have seen 20 grand out there, 30 grand out there. And so when you say 70 grand for a year and I'm saying, well, damn, even if you cut yards and you can get a yard for 60 and eight yards a day and 10 yards. I'm gonna see ten weeks and then and then you stop then you like it just when you start to add shit up. But they used to sell our mothers on the benefit side. We'll give you eight weeks off. Yeah, but when you the boss, you take off when you wanna take off. You go on vacation when you you know what I'm saying? But they never they never showed us that. They never showed us that the person that's someone giving you the eight weeks off. So just imagine what he can do. You know, but they would sell them on the insurance and which is a great thing that those are great things to have because you will need them at some point, man. But it's just like 30, 40, 50 years of your life in one spot. And then they repay you with they used to at least give people watches. Now, now, uh, even like with Ford, you know, in Ford, I let me not say that what but whatever Ford used to give people watches. And a pension. Ain't no more pension and watches. Some of these companies, you give you a watch if you retire from the company and work a certain amount. They don't even, man, they're not studying you. You understand why the CEOs make it such and such per minute and you see them chilling and it's a business meeting, but they in Hawaii. Like, come on, man. Like, we know the games, man. I'm playing them now myself. If I do a part in Greece, it was a business meeting I was at. Yeah, I went away to Greece for a business meeting. Let's talk about Roe v. Wade being overturned. 
Here it is up there podcast. You see a lot of podcasters read press release from other people when they try to explain some of these complex things. Me, I'm just little old me, but I try to at least give y'all my understanding of what we're looking at. Hopefully that helps the game understand exactly what my understanding is about what we're looking at. Maybe uh, now I try to deal with the information and the facts, so I don't try to I don't try to get emotionally involved. It's hard not to be emotionally involved when you deal with some of these kind of things, especially when you hear some of the comments that followed one of the most historical overturns that we've seen. We stepped back about 50 years with this one. So let me kind of try to give it to you guys. My understanding, Roe v. Wade was a was some legislation passed. So the term Roe v. Wade the 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 role in that was Jane Roe and the woman's name was Norman McCorvey. I think it was 1969. At the time, abortion was legal only to save a woman's life, so they wouldn't do an abortion if you were raped and had a child. They wouldn't do an abortion if you were sexually assaulted and ended up pregnant. It was just to save a life. Like if your life was in danger, the pregnancy had you in danger in some kind of way, then they would step in and abortion was legal in that sense. And the Wade part was Henry Wade who enforced the law. He was the D.A. in Dallas in 1971. And he heard the case. I think it was January the 22nd, 1973. It passed. What was crazy was is they broke it down in trimester. So the first trimester was the mother's decision. And I think the second and the third, you had government influence like they can step in and they had decision on it. This is crazy because it it violates the rights to privacy, a woman's right to privacy. Number one, then number two, I don't see how you can force someone to keep a child when they may be in a financial situation where they can't even bear the necessities. We don't have free health care, so you don't provide free health care for people who uh, have children. And if you do it. Healthcare with co-pays and the medicines are high where you still are in a financial situation where it's a burden to even stay healthy. Let's say you have complications with your pregnancy. Let's say you don't have enough money to provide housing. Let's say in those lists alone, waiting lists alone, and then there's corruption involved in these states and these opportunity zones. And then like, well, come on, let's get into some of the BS, but let's set that to the side and deal with what happened and why that was the case. So Again, Roe v. Wade. Wade is the DA side that they got in, in, in involved in it. And Norman was the woman. OK, so she wanted to just have the abortion by her words because she was unemployed and unhappy, like just not fit to have the child. What ended up happening, though, is that at that time, again, just to save your life or to get an abortion, you had to go through this rigmarole. And so if you if you understood what happened, white people told her back then that she should lie. It say black people raped her. Therefore, she can try to file something to get a uh, abortion legally. So she done it. Police didn't find nothing. So that those claims went out the window. Now, I have to step aside from that because Roe v. Wade affects black women and white women. And so I, I can't spend a lot of time on that. But I need you to see that trick. That game that they'll play to frame us as the issue to get what they really want. As influential as she was and is in what we're speaking about today, look at the mindset of the people around them at that time. Say, blame it on the black people. They'll give you one then. And so with that being the case, again, Wade was on the DA side and, and 
they got it passed through and and it overturned a lot of the um, abortion laws that were in states and gave people the freedom of choice uh, to have abortions at, at their leisure as they saw necessary. And I think that um, if we pay attention to the whole Planned Parenthood and if you are up on the culture, you heard Kanye come out a couple of years ago and speak about abortions and he his thought of that it affects black people more than anything and and how Planned Parenthoods are in the neighborhood and things like that. And so there's two different outlooks on this. Um, for us, though, on this side, we want to stick close to women having the freedom of choice as well as access to health care. Right. This does interrupt. These has this has huge implications on access to health care when this first was overturned because. That what took all those years to get done was overturned here recently. When they overturned it, a lot of these states have what's called trigger laws. And a lot of y'all know what a trigger does. As soon as you pull it, the, the bullet comes out. And so trigger laws in this instance would be as soon as that is overturned, these laws go into effect instantaneously. And so if you was on your way to the clinic that day when it was overturned, you got turned around in most states and you could not get um your abortion that day because it affected their ability to do it legally soon as that law was overturned. And then some other places had, I think it was like a 30 day waiting time and it affected in 30 days, but it was 26 states certain or likely to ban abortion based on that overturn. But again, to even have conversations about Roe v. Wade or about some of these things, you got to know how to communicate. Right. So if you hear me say something like, yo, this is an undue burden or you hear some of these words get through around in this arena it's because those are the cutting through terms that that's so effective when we speak about these things. But um, I'm interested in understanding how a country that doesn't offer free health care wants to stick on you a situation that may or may not be financially possible for you to carry. We just saw a dude work for Burger King for 27 years. That guy, those people in that kind of position right there, they can't take off and take care of children or if they happen to have a child that's sick for a while, right? Man, it's like the, the, the America doesn't even provide you jobs or right now we have a food shortage. So they're making you keep babies in a world where they can't keep Similac. We're in a country where they're saying keep all babies and they can't even keep Similac on the shelf. They want you to keep the infant and they can't even keep infamil. For me, it's starting to get weird because even after that, you heard the people, one of these congressmen or Senate dudes said, yo, now do the next one. And the next one was about segregation. And so if they pass that, they can really start implementing segregation. I don't know if I'm mad about that or not. But the idea that they even speak on it. Let you know, man, they starting to be either they panicking or they starting to be overtly racist. And see, again, understanding what's happening. This is what they would frame as what's called a settled law, which means like a law that's been in effect a long time. Do you know what it takes to overturn something that's been in effect a long time? Blacks can't get nothing done, man. And they can overturn some things that's giving these women rights and freedom today to what they want to do with their own bodies. Yo, bro, I can't understand it. I'm lost. But I am awoke in regards to what they're willing to do in this world that we live in. Make no mistake about it. This is not a joke.
This is not something to wink at. This is a very serious. You better understand the gravity of what's happening and how easy something like this went through. Then people got to ask themselves. That's why you don't hear me champion or denounce people. You hear me deal with information, whether that's the president, whether that's people I love and respect. I deal with the information, right? So a lot of people love Trump because of the the checks and the, the access to the finances. And then now some people got to look at it and say, damn, was them two little checks worth it? I ain't talking about the ones that went PPP crazy. I'm talking about just they got the two little stimulus. They even started to swing over and act like they wanted to. So for me, you just sit back and look at the landscape and be like, yo, this is starting to get weird. People better pay attention to the laws that's being passed to the games that's being played because this is not some kind of joke or something that you should look over. And so the other thing about overturning Roe v. Wade, I think either they don't understand this or they understand it and they don't care. You don't get rid of anything. I need people to hear me and pay attention to what I'm saying because, again, I'm from a place where they didn't provide a structure, but they provided something that they called illegal. So when you say there's no abortions, now you create a black market. Now people are really going to be, you know, in danger when they're going to get these procedures on this black market in these basements the same way they did shots or bbls or the same way that if you say whatever y'all say can't happen they will find a way to make it happen so now you just created a super big black market now you got a black hole where now you got women gonna be in these dark alleys these these little bitty hotels and spots like that doing these homemade type of things because one thing that doesn't leave is the information that's out there on abortion so if they're going to what they're going to do is they're going to go steal or go f get the information from the clinics or whatever they were using. And people are going to start trying to do that on the black market. Now, look what you create. You create a black market and there's no way to view that as being smart or not thinking that that's what's called an unintentional result. Right. For every action, there's a reaction. One is intentional and one is unintentional. So something is going to happen that you can consider. But then there's something that's going to happen that you may not consider. You understand? And this black market that is going to create because the need to dot the need or the, the feeling of a woman not to want to keep the baby doesn't disappear with the little law that you you pass. Now you got to deal with me still feeling the same way, but can't go into a legal, healthy establishment to get that done. Now I got to trust Jimmy that used to be that lost his license four years ago because he was doing such and such, but he doing abortions now. Like you got to be careful with this kind of thing, man. So our eyes are going to stay open, man. And, and, and I see the, the rallies and this is a win for white life and all of that. I see what they're doing, right? They calling the dogs, but pay attention. Let's talk about this. Nipsey Hussle's trial is underway. You know, R.P. Nip. For those of you unaware, his trial is underway where Eric Holder, the guy, uh, cuz, what they call him, is um, on trial for the murder of Nipsey Hussle. Now, there's a couple different stories going around the defense, which would be Eric Holder's side is saying that it was a it was a crime of passion that he was called a snitch, and so he reacted in such a way without knowing. The dude went and got his strap, came back, and he did that. Um, And then the prosecution side is saying that, no, 
He knew exactly what he was doing. He probably was hating on Nip, and he felt the way. Um, the young lady that he came with has been on the stand testifying that she let him know that, oh, my God, that's Nip. I want to take a picture with him. I love Nip. And he called her a groupie or something like that and kind of felt the way about how she felt the way about about the homeboy. And so, you know, I don't know what happened that day, but trial is underway. Reason we speaking about this, we've reached out to Cowboy to come on this up there podcast. And we're trying to make that happen as we speak. But Cowboy is in, is influential in the case, and he has been on the stand giving his side of what happened to Nipsey that day. And he says Nipsey never got upset with that dude, never said nothing crazy to that dude. Now, the uproar by him getting on on the stand comes from Clubhouse. And everybody's saying that, yo, street code say you don't get on the stand no matter what. And so that's how people is viewing and people are saying no matter what. And, and Cowboy saying, listen, Nipsey was named after me. And so for those of you unaware in gang culture, usually if you are one of the real rights and you really come from one of these neighborhoods, you probably named after somebody like Baby Looney or Tiny Looney. You understand me? You come up under somebody. And so... Cowboy's name was Thundercat and Nipsey's name in the hood was Lil Thundercat. So he was named at the Cowboy. Cowboy stance is, yo, he killed my little homeboy for nothing. And I ain't going to let people have on his name that, you know, he told him, yo, you a snitch. Get up out of here because that didn't ever happen. And so that's what he's saying. And so let's listen to his encounter with WAC 100 and we'll come back with some game. Man, I knew what I was going to do. bro. I knew what so, I was going to do, so off the top. So we're we going to squash that off the top. Yeah, and look, if that's what you're doing, you stand on it, but don't get mad because you got nothing from here to I, New York and everything in between going to say, that ain't what we do. That's the law well, of the land. Hey, that, hey that's cool, but, all the niggas, but, but, but listen, all, all the niggas talking about that ain't what we do. Them niggas, ain't, them niggas hustlers, them niggas gangsters, them niggas gangsters. Don't matter, cowboy. Hustlers, gangsters, dabbles, parrows, GDs. Sex, money, murder, don't matter, bro. Zoe, that, that's the law of the land. That's one thing we all got. Right. Yeah, but you know we ain't supposed you to do that, them no information they don't got, you said. Yeah, I ain't giving no information other than the nature of the conversation. That's the only, that's the but only thing. But the information you're giving is helping convict another nigga, bro. Hey, he convicted himself when he shot a nigga broad nah, daylight. Nah, come, come on. Dude, bro, hey, listen, he right. shot a nigga broad daylight on videotape, nigga. He shot a nigga daylight. Cowboy, me and you both know. Like, you know, I didn't want to say it, but I'm gonna say it. Cause see, Cowboy, you ain't no dumb. And one thing about it, we didn't watch each other. You know, I ain't no dumb. What's going on is this, right? You, what you're saying, right, is taking away from his defense because you know he got a mental claim, or that's why he turned himself in where he turned himself in. You doing that to diminish his defense of. Hey, I was triggered. Well, hey, I was, it ain't got nothing to do with his defense. I'm not caring about Cud. I just really want to keep bro name clear. Bro never called him a snitch. Once the world figured that out, I'm done. I ain't got to say that. Yeah, but listen, listen. How was that? Look, that I, ain't no smut on his name if he did call him one. No, homie. Well, he he a snitch. no, no. Well, was he a It was the wrong shit. Ain't no paperwork on dude. Man, Cowboy, if you going to clean it up, clean it up. Was there any I, I paperwork service on dude? Keep it real. No, I ain't seen no paperwork service. Ain't never been none. I've been telling y'all that. Yeah, How long I've been saying that? Time, this this whole time. time. Yeah, I've been telling you this shit. Right. Well, 
be telling whack I'm tripping. And, and and I don't know even how that conversation come up like that, but that's what that is. Cowboy, at the end of the day, bro, you did what you did. You're going to stand on it. But I'm going to be real, right? And this is my advice to you. Coming on this app, homie, ain't going to solve no problems. It's just going to get you hot in my because what you did is not going to be justifiable to everybody else. Yeah, we I don't all need no took that loss. Hey, I don't need no justification. For I mean, then why are you on this know. app, though, cowboy? Well, because well, I because I need to clear my bro name. That nigga not called. Yeah, but his name quit. ain't in question, bro. Well, he the quit. one. He the victim. Well, like I'm saying is, quit saying that bro called that man a snitch, and we good. I ain't got to say nothing else. I get out. Cowboy, the way. what cousin Carrie saying? The female say. Say that one more time. They, what say? cousin Carrie and the female say? They didn't say it was snitch conversation went on. The lady just said it, bro. Like that she just testified was snitch conversation went on. You well, read I that, mean, right? I, I, I could care less what anybody got to say. I'm the only one that heard that conversation. But it looks like cowboy. You do know, but, right? But listen, you do listen. know they're gonna say you and Nip share the same gang name. Y'all got ties. Y'all business partners. Y'all homies internally. So what you saying is not gonna be more credible than the girl that was standing right there. Well, either way it go, the nature of that conversation is so all I need. I'll, I'll, I'll I say that to know. say this. I don't, I don't want you shouldn't even it. did this shit because they're going to believe the one that was standing right there when it. the gun was blazing. Okay, well, that all that really don't matter. I'm like just said, be, being real, right? Am I right? Everybody listening. Listen, the female that was standing there after taking the picture, confirming with snitch conversation went on, you was inside. So why even do it, homie, when they got a witness that's going to trump what you saying, homie? No, it just wasn't smart. Well, like I said, uh, I'm going to... Cowboy, you understand I, what I'm saying, though? I understand what you're saying, and I knew when I was going against the grain, I knew what I was doing. Like I said, I've been doing this 32 years. I know. Hey, Cowboy, it ain't no... I ain't going to question you ain't going to do what you want to do. You know for that. Oh. Ain't no questioning uh, that. And, yeah, well, and like this thing... And it's for all, the record, they just found out Cowboy's statement yesterday or the day before, whenever the f*** happened. They, it been... Came out in, on TMZ a few years back, whatever, wherever them statements came from, it was up. So it's been new. So when you say what's to whatever, I don't think nothing's going to happen if you ask me. Well, like I said, there's too many other niggas out here walking around that they didn't desire. I know that. Like, hey, wait, yeah, tough. Yeah, don't yeah, always yeah. say that. If you're going to politics, don't always say that. I'm like, yo, there's too many stitches on the block for a nigga to be talking to me about sending business through an email to a mother. 3,000 miles away. I don't want to hear it. I right hear driving Rolls Royces on the block, low ride, and all that kind of shit, bro. On hood day, shaking your hand. All that shit. Yeah. All that. So I, yeah. I don't give a about all this old selective politics shit they do. Now, me personally, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I didn't been in this situation. I didn't have to fight bodies that wasn't mine. They didn't let go who really what it was. I had to sit no. there and fight is what it was. The shoe was on the other foot, cowboy. You wouldn't have went in there and took the stand and said, yeah. Man. Yeah, had, you had it been, up, bro. Had, I mean, had it been another gang or something like that, ain't no way in the world I could have took the stand. My okay, thing well, is, it's the same. Well, no, my thing is, we homies. Cowboy, the biggest no, listen, killer is 6-0 is 6-0. Am I not right? Well, yeah, you absolutely, man. The last 13, 14 homies, you absolutely right. Every real homie we lost was to a homie. We ain't lost nothing. No okay, but cowboy, did you take? Did you give statements on any of them? Never. Okay, so what, the same rule apply. Hey, yo, what I if it you. was you? So what if it was you that's in jail and somebody listen, come there and say that about you? What, I, if it was me and I and I blatantly killed for no reason, I don't know. You tell me. 
It was no Cal, well, I don't think. Listen, I, listen no, look, I'm gonna say this, no, bro. Was, listen, bro, it was no justification for what Cuz did. That wasn't a justified. That wasn't just. Hey, Cowboy, I'm gonna say this. You understand? It wasn't I don't justified. think it's right that Nipsey got killed, but they had their discourse, bro. They didn't. They All didn't. Right. They didn't, bro. Like I said, I'm sitting. They didn't, bro. If, if, if so, let was, me get this hey, right hey, listen, now, Cowboy. Hey, me and you can you agree. Know. Listen, me and you could agree that little dude had a slight little reputation. Bro, if he was on that, he would have walked up on that already. The conversation occurred, then he left and came back. If he was on that, he would well, walk listen, up like so that listen, already, so, bro. So listen, if the conversation was heated any type of way, believe me, I would have escorted Cuz out of there. Nip is the star. That's like that's like you there. And, 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 he shouldn't have got that close, bro. You well, know that. But I'm saying it's, it's homies. How you not gonna how you not gonna let one of your homies because it wasn't that type of vibe. If it was that type of vibe, we'd have smashed Cuz out that parking lot. It Yo, Cowboy, he left and came back, did he not? Yeah, he shook our hands and left. He shook our hands like, all right, hood, and left. He shook both But, but what hands. was the conversation, though? Uh, but the conversation was about the conversation. Really, what it boiled down to is nobody wanted to listen to that boy CD. That's what it boiled down to. Nobody wanted to listen to this punk CD. So it took me to go to this murder trial and start talking to these witnesses and all these other motherfuckers to find out. Cuz was jumping out with two blowers and telling them, you check out my CD. The homie was like, I didn't listen to Cuz CD. I felt he was going to do something. That was two days before he shot him. Feel me? Cuz was already over there on one. Oh, about that punk CD. Now watch this, cowboy. Now here we go. You got three other people gay statements, right? Two, three other people gay statements. Nobody mentioned all that. They hold things with a discourse about snitching. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, like I said, I sat around. And I don't doubt he was doing that with his CD. That's cool, but at yeah, that point in time. But now, now it's making sense to me. I went to these courtrooms, and I sat here, and I listened. I watched the people, and, and it was a witness that came through that yeah, never got on the stand. And he explained to me what happened a couple of days prior. And I'm like, damn, that makes most sense. I'm trying to figure out. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Was it a setup? Was it this? Was it that? So, for the last three years, my brain going crazy trying to figure this shit out. Feel me? So now you know that to... wasn't no bro. You know that nobody well, sent that dude over I, there, bro. Exactly. I know that shit. Nobody do that, bro. Hey, listen. And me and big dude ain't really hollering, but that was some fucked up shit. was even putting that on dude. He don't even fuck with this shit he do, bro. You know that, not that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. It was never no Draws question. Don't about, even with it dude, was no bro. question about big you, Never no question. Nah, but he was pumping that. You know, his brother was pumping that. That wasn't cool, homie. Uh, well, yeah, like I said, we from 60s. I don't know about his brother. so Yeah, yeah he not from 60s. I don't, yeah, you right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like I said, it's all good. Like I said, I, I, I just wanted one thing to be said. I, all this trial, I went against the grain. I went against the code. I did all that. I, I admit to all of that. Only because... Yeah, well, don't be well, getting mad about having a conversation about it. No, I'm getting, I'm getting mad. Mm -hmm. I don't mind. You, you can call me a snitch all you want. Quit Ain't nobody calling Nip no. a snitch, though, bro. Well, no, no. I said, you can call me a snitch. Just quit saying that Nip called that man a snitch. Nip never. Yeah, but hold on, Calvin. Let me ask you a question. Did you say something to the girl who just took the stand who said that? Did I say something to her? Nah, because her word is what count. Ours don't. We can scream it and write it well, on the wall, well, bro. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. She was out the car for 53, for 53 seconds. I was standing out there the whole time. I didn't leave until she left. So when she left, I left. So the bitch was back in the car. She was back in the car. Cuz shook our hands, got his burger, and left. You understand? So the bitch didn't hear nothing that I didn't hear. I was there the whole time. So when when Cuz left, I left. I, the whole time. You read her statements, right? She just did yesterday, right?
No, I, I didn't read it. You should I, go I, read them. Go to Shade. Hit them. They up there, bro. They heard her old statement, bro. She's saying she heard the, the, she took the picture, and then the snitch conversation went on back and forth, right? And then he after that he left, and then she stayed in the car because her whole thing is she had no idea that she was uh you know transporting the mother murderer, and he did what he went and grabbed what he got, went back, did what he did, and came back and told her to pull off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, I'm not falling her. Just did some stupid, bro. And as that happens in the hood all the time, it was just, homies do that shit all the time. That's the normal. So, so uh, what you uh, think uh, did it happen that made him get that angry to leave, come back, and shoot him? That's not what I keep. Shoot him, that's what I keep. Only shoot well, him, bro. Like I said, not not only, yeah, can we sound crazy? Let me just say this one thing. Let me just say this one thing. Well, hold on, cowboy. Let me say this one thing. He shot him, bro. Then kicked him after. That was anger. Exactly. Yeah, that, that was, but you got, but you got to realize, I'm, I'm standing out there with Nip. It was no animosity. If it's any type of word, I would have escorted him out. That's like a headline. That's just like you got your main artist right there. If, if, if a tourist comes saying something stupid, you are gonna escort him out the way. The but but, but Nip, never, but, but it never got But can you say Nipsey was a layback? I don't think if Nipsey just told him he was a snitch, he'd just be like, "Hey, get up out of here, snitch." Like, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. If if, 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 if Nip had any word. Me and Nip, we active. We get, we get. We're, so what you, you think know? actually? So what are you saying actually happened that made him do that? So you don't think he passively told him he was a snitch? No, he never called him a snitch at all. No, no, no. I, not I, saying a snitch outright, but come like, on, bro. The fact that they that, that you said was never no paperwork produced on him, we know it was a snitch conversation, cowboy. Come on. Well, bro. no, 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 no. Nip, Nip was like, Nip ain't seen cousin a long time, so Nip was like, hey, bro. Hey, where you been? We ain't see. Like, oh man, you know I did it. He was coming with this little story. I've been did it. And Nip was like, well, you know they got that paperwork floating around. I ain't read it, but you know, you know, you need to go take care of it. And he did it cool, like homie to homie. I ain't seen you in a while. You know, you need to take care of that. Shit. He didn't say, oh, you a snitch. You told. You feel me? He didn't do none of that. That's said, probably when the discourse started. Now, and I want you know just hold on. Just for the record, I want people to just see. The reason why I'm examining this is for the youngsters. I need you guys to see how they can bend these things. And so the code you might die by will be the same code bendable depending on the circumstances. Now, I don't say who right or wrong. It ain't my business. But it's my it's my business to to observe the culture and give the information out as needed. Right about that, however he made it. It's the time the world responded. Hold on, cowboy. Dude responded to Nip. One snitching, you've been paying a homie whoop why whoop. Am I right? Nah, he didn't respond to that. Nah, nah. Right. Like I said, she, I'm made, leave it she, alone, made, she, bro. she said whatever she had to say. Man. I, you know, I'm not gonna contest. I'm just gonna tell you what I heard, bro. And I, I all I can say is the truth. If if bro would have said something like that, bro, I'm gonna let it know. Like I said, I don't. I done, I done cleared up all kind of shit about my past. I done cleared up oh, so but much didn't shit. Didn't you say he said something what? like he had to fix something up? Isn't that like insinuating he said Paperwork, exactly. Well, well it, it, ain't, it ain't about fix it up. It's about, look, bro, you know, there's paperwork around. You know, it, it ain't really cool. You need to go That's ahead. That's snitch know, conversation, hey. though. Kind of, well, did he not yo, tell yo, him he couldn't bro, go in the store? Yo, cowboy. Did he not tell him he couldn't go in the store? No, he didn't tell him that. He did not tell you that. Never Yo, questioned. cowboy, you the whole conversation you just said that the nigga didn't say nothing shit. like that. Now you saying he said that? Did, what I, he said was he the fucking right? That's what he nigga, said. Never, nigga, never, so, 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 if you my homeboy and you pull up and I be and I, 
If you my man, and I pull up and you tell me it's some paperwork floating around on me and I need to clear it up. No, I'm a cowboy on that. I wouldn't have took it wrong. I wouldn't have took it wrong, but keep it gangsta. If they've been happening like that, and my homeboy say, whack, where you been the last couple years? And I say, I've been whatever. And my homie and I would say, they say they got some paperwork floating around, bro. Go take care of that. If it's my homie and I wouldn't took it like work. Exactly. You wouldn't took it that way. Exactly. When it took it that way, you wouldn't took it to that point. He didn't, he didn't press cuz like that. Your homies though say, hey homie, where you been? You been gone a couple years. My nigga, they say they got some work, bro. Go take care of that shit. You ain't gonna take it in malice if it's a nigga you with. You know what I'm saying? If he said it like that. If he didn't say it without malice, we don't know. In the same hood, you telling cuz, look, bro, it ain't cool like that. Hey, hey, like, you know, hey. You feel me? I never. You, like, you, just pop, you just pop back up I'm, like everything I'm, is fine and dandy. Like, hey, you need. That don't, don't even come my way. So. Because one of them, he with that shit, cowboy, you know that. But either way it go, the nature of that conversation, bro, I would have never suspected that. You know, I understand. So if it would have been any words heated, I would have been aware. You know, I'm a street nigga. If I'd have heard some, oh, nigga, I would have escorted that nigga parking lot it wouldn't have been no it was never no heated words or other even if that, you escorted him out the parking lot he still was coming back you. well it didn't it matter but what, what, all, all i'm saying is all i'm saying is if, if it would have been any type of heated conversation i would have escorted it no matter if he came back or not nah but nah because it ain't nobody mentioned no cd talk he did that two days before the other that don't mean he did that that day bro. but no no even that day he asked us about that cd he's like man y'all check out my cd and we looked at it you talking about your CD? I'm telling you, you, man. If you look at hey, like hey. that happened, man. One of my men's. Yeah, but yeah, it still I, can't I, take the stand on the n who did the killing, bro. No, no, well, no, no. I ain't talking about that part. And no, and no, like it, if it, you it, was a, a citizen cowboy, it'd be different. But you're not a citizen. Well, you no, know what no, time no, it no, is. No, no, and you no, know no, you know that. No, okay, okay. Listen to this. So knock it off. So back in the day, gangbangers never told on each other. So the rule. We was knocking off citizens that was snitching, stupid. Okay, citizens. Exactly. Are so, okay, exactly. So, okay, exactly so don't, my don't point. Act, so, They're so, not so, a citizen. Okay, okay, what I'm saying is, so don't act like, oh, a citizen can snitch, but I can't. Can I give you the right to wear your hat and no, your suit listen, and go to the hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, one mic. Listen, listen, hold on, hold on, hold on, I'm going to get on the stand. I think y'all mean civilian. I'm going to get on the stand and I'm going to let the world know that my bro never called him a snitch. Did he do that just out of fear? What was his? Well, I mean, like I said, he was he he a G. He couldn't say it was nothing for him to say. He, he, he did what he had to do. He wasn't nothing for him to say. Like I said, he stuck to the code. That was his decision. He stuck to that code. You know, he wasn't going to say That ain't the code, though, cowboy. What I'm saying, cousin, cousin say nothing. Cousin said, cousin say no statements. Cousin, cousin Kerry didn't give him no statements. Cousin Kerry nah, said, said, I ain't seen that. Well, like I said, when, when Cousin Kerry and all this is on the stand, they make me sit out. I ain't been in the courtroom listening to all their full statements. So, uh, no, nah, he I gave, mean? you know, three years ago when they get, did that first briefing, he, he gave some, he gave some, they shot all on TMZ. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I, I ain't really sure about all that. Like I said, I ain't no big social media fan. So, yeah, because remember, I believe they might have took him into custody for a minute. Yeah. He, he was on that life of parole. And you saying that you'd rather see him do life in jail than get out and deal with the consequence? Nah, nah, I ain't saying that. Now, I would love for the nigga to 
come out and just, get, and just get whooped on and beat up and chipped or whatever. But at the same token, I know he in there suffering right now, eating that jelly sandwich. I've been up in there, so he in there suffering we right now. We all been there. He on 23 yeah. and 1. Yeah, 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 exactly. His phone calls is in the cage and all that. Hey, but you know what? I went on the stand. I got a chance to look Cuz in his eye, and Cuz kept breaking his eye. I stared Cuz down. You know, I felt better to look this dumb. I, you know I me. Mean? They play. They play my Instagram. They play my Instagram on, in the courtroom. Uh, he had a chance to look at look at me cussing me out. Hey, I feel better though. I don't give. A f I, I feel what better. They played the, what they played the Instagram. You were schooling the youngsters. No, nah, they played one when I was talking about cuz I was on a lunch break and I was down there talking. So they decided again, man. So you hear that? You know, for me, you know, R.P. Nip. The game is the game. You know, the rules are the rules. If you subscribe to that bullshit, then you got to fall victim to that bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, for some of us, we grew up in an era or in a neighborhood where those rules apply to us. Um, but as we go further into this new century and, and, and new era, man, people are starting to adjust and edit these rules. And I stand on the side of editing a lot of the street rules in regards to the ones that have crashing out, jeopardizing their bag, you know, having their mother crying or their woman crying or their children without a father. Those things, I I say we got to edit those. You know what I'm saying? I think honor is something that um that you got to recognize. You know, you got to know you got it. You know what I'm saying? But again, I know what it's like to be in a situation where you the only with honor. Now, is that honor or is that stupid? If you're the only nigga that won't tell out of your crew if they, if shit hit the fan, are you a real nigga or are you a stupid Because now as I get old, I start to view you as the dumb nigga, as the fall guy, as falling into the trick bag in the dog hole. Because if everybody in, in right here or do anything not to go where you willing to go, are you a real nigga or are you stupid? Because the shit that you abide by, if you the only one abiding by that, are you real or are you stupid? I don't know. The shit get weary. The shit get slippery. But you got to figure that out for me. I don't abide by none of that shit. You know, I'm a grown man and I, and I operate like one. Now, I do know one thing. I ain't playing with nothing. No games about nothing. You understand? But at the end of the day, I'll let old... You know, I got to look cool, or if I don't show up to the homeboy neighborhood, then they going to say, man, I'm, man, I am who I am without saying I am. You know what I'm saying? The verifiable, man. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel like I don't feel like I got nothing else to prove, so you won't kiss me trying to prove no point. Everything me moving forward is about the bag. Ain't no more going in the trick bag and risking it all. Ain't no more having Grab my coattail with the fake brush. I know better. I know live off my legacy. I know niggas tell my people what they supposed to do after I done abided and, and lived up to the rules that these put in place. And I know you give a blind man eyes, he gonna ask you for eyebrows. You know what's going on. You give a you give a starving nigga a, a bored egg, he gonna ask you to pill it for him. These is ridiculous man but i know a parasite can't live up can't live by itself he got attached to the real so i try to keep myself away from parasites real 
know the difference between respect, love, loyalty, and support, and cap. The idea that they think they can hit a real street with finesse in this little industry. Bro, if I come out the street for real, maybe you don't believe it and whatever. But, bro, I come from where, man, come on, man, I can peep finesse. I've been running this game all my life. Say, I had to come up by myself. I ain't just saying that because it's cool to say. My partner then went to the feds when I was 17. I ain't had no plug. I had to figure it out. I'm way on another side of town trying to figure it out. Had to do that by myself and come back up through the ranks by myself, by my lonely. And it made me develop a specific set of skills. And I keep telling dudes, man, I run circles around all that little finesse y'all thing. And, you know, I got to learn how to do business in this game in a way where I ain't just giving everything to the game and giving getting nothing from it. Cause that's my biggest fear. That's my biggest fear is giving everything to the game and getting nothing from it. You can't be one of them. I'll never be one of them. So I, along the way, I got to figure out what's going on. And I might come off as erratic and irrational because I feel like they tricking me. They ain't telling me something. Something I ain't knowing. You understand? And I'm aware of that because it's too much money at stake. They won't trick me into believing I'm just sitting somewhere talking. I know better than that. I see the numbers like you. I see the impact. You understand? I respect the future. Don't, don't, you'll never put me in the trick bag. And then on top of that, I respect business. Right? So I'm doing business. I'm high level game. I'm popping. It ain't nobody in the culture popping. And I'm by myself with no outside influence. So just picture when I get alongside the great minds in the culture, what they look like. Young popping it by itself over there. You know, and I don't got a clout chase. I don't got to steal talking points and regurgitate information because my work good. And good work sell itself. You understand? Good business sell itself and bad business advertise itself. And that's why this got more following and fans than me because bad business and bad shit advertise itself but good work sell itself so what i'm doing is selling something what they doing is advertising something it's just a little different they can live in the same place what i gotta do is develop a specific set of skills to do both of them but my people respect what i got going on like nipsey said proud to pay you gotta be one of them fucking with this high level you can't be no little chump cherry picking the game taking it over and act like you superior Come on, man. But we don't get we, we don't get emotionally involved with this shit. We just keep hustling. You know, all you got to do is hustle. If you got that hustle, you're going to be all right. But know along the way, now pick that information up. Don't just be out here getting your views, playing this. Nah, pick that information up. Because this right here changes everything. This is what changes you from a little podcaster to a mogul. You hear me say podcast. This been not a podcast. This been a show. Back when I talked to Earn Your Leisure. Yeah, yeah, we had a long talk about, nah, this ain't a podcast. This a show. What we doing is shows. Yeah, category is everything. Framing is everything. Sometimes the frame costs more than the picture. You understand? So we painting a vivid picture, but we also putting the right frame on it. You understand? They got to respect it for what it is. So this ain't a podcast. This a show. I just say podcast just because that's part of the culture right now. But let's be clear. 
Let's be clear on what we're dealing with. This ain't that. You know, this high-level game. And let me speak on this because I like to I like to look at the coach and say, man, what we, you know, whether or not we learn it or not is cool, but I just want to put the game down. I enjoy doing it. So let's talk about this. Irv Gotti came out and took a shot at Drake and his new album. For those of you that know me, you know how I feel about Drake's new album, right? Whether I'm going to go back to it or not is irrelevant. I understand it's stretching the outfit. It's playing with the algorithm. It's, it's, it's adding to the algorithm. I know what he's doing with that, right? So I look at it that way. It's a data move. It ain't even much about the music. But what I respect about it is that he ain't got to go be feature heavy to do it. See, it's a difference between climbing and being carried. Y'all respect just because they got there. I look at niggas different than that was carried across the finish line versus the one climbed across the finish line. Them niggas is powerful to me. And I categorize and compartmentalize it in that way. I ain't playing the little game playing. I know why these dudes is who they is. So, again, I'm playing a different way. But when you listen to Irv say this about Drake and I'll play the clip, it's nothing more clear to me than Irv might got a disdain for Drake. Let's listen to what he said. You know, that's, that's what that album made me feel like. It made me feel like going to find me a raw new DMX, new J, new J, and serving and, and f***ing bringing back great hip-hop. That album is not hip hop. You know, he said, he said, he said, I'm gonna wait for everyone to catch up. And I, I'm not. I don't want to catch up because right. catching up is. If that's catching up, then what's that mean for hip hop? And he's so strong and so powerful, he can change the the dynamic right. of. Yeah. And and any who sees this, please hip hop, yo. So you hear Irv say that about Drake's album. I want to say he was on the right track when he said Jay and DMX, but Ja Rule, that was the wrong man to mention. Ja Rule been singing for a long time. A lot of people will say Ja Rule was in front of Drake with the singing, so that didn't make sense, but it lets me know and makes it clear that Irv loves Ja Rule. He always throws him in there with the greats like that, and I can respect that from his brother, that being his brother. But if we deal with the information, we know Ja Rule was saying more than Drake, or if not on the same pace as Drake in regards to how he was front-facing until 50 Cent got involved with that. He was singing like a mother. So, hey, man, let's not act like that, but let's move on and deal with what he said. He said that this Drake album wasn't hip-hop, and he couldn't be more right. It wasn't even classified as hip-hop. And if we don't know that Drake is bigger than hip-hop, that might speak to why we ain't had an act in a while. See, I remember, and shout out to Jermaine Dupree, legend in the game, love him. Got a lot of respect for what he contributed. But boy, when I seen him on live with Billion Dollar Diddy and he didn't engage in that whole thing, it let me know, I see why you dudes dropped the ball. I see why y'all having trouble with this new era. Y'all need to feel the update. Y'all have failed to update y'all living in this new era like it's the no it's all about it. i remember jd was nah i ain't playing this did it my nigga this did it right here you got on the thing i ain't playing nothing man this is about the mute oh man we ain't playing that game he he playing shit. so you ain't even understand oh, i see why y'all in two different positions just like irv respectfully you ain't had nothing pop in a while because you don't understand what you're looking at you got to update that, man. Your eyeballs is seeing it wrong. 
Number one, you threw Ja Rule in a conversation with Drake when we know that that's, come on, dog, that's parallel. He was singing with J-Lo without auto-tune trying to hit the note. So he was reaching like a motherfucker, and it was working. Let's be clear. A lot of records were sold. We ain't running from the truth. We just dealing with the information. And niggas is probably rich, so we ain't talking about whether niggas rich or not, but ancient and they thinking. It's back then and they thinking, man. You know what I'm saying? This wasn't a hip-hop album. This was stretching the algorithm. We playing a different game, son. We done chased up on you and passed that little shit you got. Respectfully to your hustle, boy, but we kicking that little shit around you made in your career. That's how Drake and them looking at it. Yo, I, what you made in your career, I, that's my bathroom money. I, that's That setup I got in them four bathrooms right there, that's what you made your whole career. You know, that's a 30 piece. I got tied up in them two houses on the West Coast. That's your career right there. You know what I'm saying? So now, man, you got to know this is stretching the algorithm trying to make the money. And then I told y'all that, see, I like to update my audience and keep us on top of the game. This album for Drake, honestly, never mind, will be the top of all dance charts and algorithms and awards that you can get in dance. It's going to be what's called slow but steady. And the only reason it's called slow is because dude do five and six hundred when he come out. So the two fifty he done is a slow and steady. But the steady is the part that niggas feel is always ignoring. Don't you never ignore steady? Yeah, steady is important as a motherfucker. Yeah, slow don't you worried about slow? You ain't hear steady in there. But that way you should have been worried about. Cause slow don't mean stop. Slow just mean. Not as fast as normal, motherfucker. It's just and normal depending on who you're dealing with. See how you got it? You got to pay attention to words. But I'm telling you, it's gonna be at the top of all charts, all genres. And I explained to my audience before that Joe Rogan, the reason why they had to give him so much money, is because he was getting a level of marketing that you cannot pay for. That up next category that you get on Apple and Spotify, all that, because your downloads and your interest and your retention is so high, you can't even pay for that, home. I can't I can't pay Apple to put me next up. You can't even pay. Joe Rogan, if you listen to a podcast about anything, he was up next. He was up next in every up next category. So when you make me go exclusive, I pull myself out of all that marketing. And so how that ties into Drake is all that algorithm that he took over for dance now pushes him up. So anyone across the world listening to dance, they next up song will be a Drake dance song. And that's going to keep him steady in that space and going to make money in that space. So you just got to know the business to understand what you're looking at. And people don't speak on it. I thought because they were hiding it is really because they don't know. Nah, 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 they ain't giving this game, they ain't hiding this game from y'all, they just don't know this game. If they knew this game, they'll speak about it because it's worth too much money. It's worth talking like this here about this kind of shit, this is worth money. These are the conversations they paying top dollar to have. You understand? Only place you get them is here. And we'll talk about this topic and get out of here. I gave y'all a long podcast. Again, a lot of y'all cherry picking, I promise you this here. I'm finna stop doing this. This is a promise. Listen, y'all have an opportunity to keep this going, but you gotta go to Patreon and you gotta go somewhere to, cause all this free shit is finna be out the door. I'm sick of it and I'm seeing y'all make 
motherfuckers rich that ain't doing half of what I'm doing. These dudes making $10 million a year and they ain't doing half the work I'm doing. They ain't got half the game I got. And so it's offensive not to me, but to my family. You understand? I'm the boss of the family. It's offensive to my family how much work I put in and y'all getting these other rich for doing half of what I'm doing. So now you disrespecting my hustle. I come from where I can have my hands in a number of things. I'm like a motherfucking octopus, nigga. You dealing with the highest level of game. I ain't one of these little d- I don't got to sit up and get this kind of game out to the coach about you. N- man, come on, man. Let's, hey, yo, respect the game, man. Y'all pissing me off respectfully. I love all y'all, but I got to talk like this because y'all don't understand what you're dealing with. For me, it's unfortunate because I, I just try to get a game out. I enjoy doing it, you know. We financially in a place where we can do it. But I, my contract don't say I got to do this much. And I'm starting to feel like people don't understand. You understand? I'm in a good position. I don't have to do this much. I can literally stop and create another show and get another bag. You understand? It probably make better business sense. So I'm telling people that if you think this is a game, I can show you I'm one of them. I ain't going to talk too much longer. You're going to get 59 minutes and I'm out the door. One topic and I'm out the door. You're going to have to deal with it or you're going to have to come to Patreon, support the movement in a real way or we're going to shut it down. I'm going to turn your wall off. A lot of people living off this shit, stealing my game, my talking points. I can turn the wall off. I'm influential right now. I know they see my name when I jump in their chat. They respond and they saying shit. I know what's going on. I ain't no dumb. They slick in this game. You know, they throw you off the trail. You understand? Keep your motherfucking eyes open. But again, you're dealing with the highest level of game. They won't convince me that I got to climb a tree to catch a fish. I ain't one of them kind of. I know the difference between shit and sugar. I know y'all selling, saying like it's brown sugar. I know what's going on. So I'm involved with this shit. And they got to pay me. Know what I'm saying? I ain't finna, you know, I ain't finna keep playing the game. But let's respect the game for what it is. Let's talk about this on this up there podcast. I like to sometimes talk about relationships. I talk about music, society, culture, lifestyle, entertainment, information. This shit is just gold, right? So we talk about everything. But I seen a clip going around. It was a very interesting clip to me. And, unfor- and evidently a very interesting clip for a lot of people because it ended up going viral. So it's a clip of a preacher. Let's play the clip and then we'll come back with some guy. When a man does not feel appreciated in the area of his presence, he becomes a version of a man that he can give you and still survive. And I promise you, you will not like that version. That version of him is silent, frustrated, Sharp with his words, short-tempered. How many of y'all been getting that lately? Non-communicative. Because he has to become something that he can survive in. When a man does not feel appreciated. It's a couple words in there that you got to pay attention to. He said when a man doesn't feel appreciated, he becomes a version of himself that can still survive. And see, you got to understand what that mean. It basically, it's almost like a nigga shed some skin. Men have packages. 
offer you the supreme pizza. They offered you the supreme package. You got all the bells and the whistles. But then your behavior didn't in align with expectation. So now went pepperoni on you and bagged all that other shit off the table. And it sound good. You like pepperoni till you got to eat pepperoni every day. Yeah, pepperoni pizza sound good till you got to eat it every motherfucking day. So you look at it different. A nigga offer you something that ain't but a bare minimum of what he has to offer because you don't appreciate when he go the extra mile. A lot of people take your kindness for weakness. Motherfuckers tend to think courtesy is questionable. Like it ain't it ain't on the menu. Like it's a side dish. Like it ain't necessary for a motherfucker to be courteous to you. But they not understanding that that shit is mandatory. You know, you offer pussy head, that's all you offer. And you think a post the head leaps and bounds. Nah, that ain't how that work. That shit is mid to me. That shit is factory setting. That shit is factory, man. That shit is mid. You understand? That's why when you get with somebody, they got to be really with you. They got to believe in you, support you, things like that, man. Make it obvious. Because if not, you just playing a game to yourself. But you don't want to deal with a dude that shed their skin. The dude that, oh, you want to, oh, shut it down, fellas. We still there. Look, look like the same man, but he ain't involved in the same way. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you become a shell of yourself because motherfucker didn't appreciate you. Especially for dudes. And then the, the trick is they don't speak about it. So they ain't going to gonna most times say nothing. Either they ain't going to say nothing or they done said it so many times that you can ignore it. In your brain, and he done, he done kept saying that, yo, step this up. Yo, you have to do this. Yo, you have to do this. Yo, you have to. And you you hear him say it so much that you just throwing it to the side. Now, he just switched the lights off. You see what I'm saying? And it's, it's you know, now the other person on the other side will start to paint it like it's unfair. Yo, what a that? Nah, man, you wasn't paying attention. It's elevation and separation sometimes. You know what I mean? So you must pay attention. But it's been another episode of the fastest growing podcast in the world, man. Round of applause for my motherfucking supporters. Again, get the Patreon. Finna shut the lights off in the building. Y'all finna start getting 50 minutes. Y'all finna start getting 50 minutes. You know, when I give you 50 minutes, man, you gotta respect it. If you ain't somewhere supporting, you cherry picking the game. You know, you just come in to steal the game or you just, yo, y'all pay everybody but the n- Everybody get paid but the n- But it's all good. I'm on my way f- with the white people anyway. You know what I'm saying? I'm finna f- with the white people. Now, if they come steal me and give me a hundred million and I'm over there talking comedy and shit with them, y'all mind y'all motherfucking business. Yeah, if I'm over there with the white people talking comedy, I done turned to the comedy shit. And talking about uh 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 what's that uh Hunter Thompson and Johnny Depp and all them motherfuckers if I'm over there talking that kind of shit, protect our parks and all that bullshit they on over there, y'all mind y'all motherfucking business. Cause they the folk made sure that we got paid. Now, when I was over here trying to talk about lyrics and breaking down why it ain't fair, you 
You didn't see Kevin Lyles and them cut me no check. I was high level game breaking it down. You didn't see Kevin Lyles and them come give me nothing. That's how this culture works. I ain't mad at nobody because I didn't do it for that. I done it because the culture need to understand that it's unfair. But it's crazy. It's unfortunate that they don't find a way to support it. But it's up there podcast. We'll figure it out. Trust that. Believe that. You're dealing with a pioneer, trailblazer, real one. It's up there podcast for sure. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.